Everybody, it's Wednesday evening, and you know what that means. It's time to drink and talk about some crazy shit. Yeah. I haven't a... seen you wear that shirt in a long time. No. Just, just I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, I forgot you had yeah, that, that's too. Yeah, it's a Sisters of Mercy cover band we saw. They were really good. Yeah, they were really good, Really actually. good, yeah. <laughs> Sounded like old Sisters of Mercy. They played some of the new stuff, too. Yeah. It was called The Temple of Mercy. Sure. And even their little merch was kind of... Like old Sisters of Mercy stuff mixed with like the Mission, Mission mm-hmm. UK. But anyway, um, today is going to be a UFO case. Tom's favorite. This is one of my favorite UFO cases, uh, just because there there are uh, police and some Air Force uh, witnesses to it. Uh, now this is in Belgium, of course. It's the Belgian UFO wave. Uh, we're going to get into that. Jenny dug up some new stuff. But just on the testimony of the police, I, I, I kind of like bought into this case. And there's a really good uh, Unsolved Mysteries uh, from, what was it, 90, what year was that? 92, 92. I think that was, yeah, season four. Yeah, and it's a little short episode in there. Just the way they showed it, it was, it seemed to be pretty compel- compelling. So I wanted to put Jenny on it, see if, it, if what they showed actually matches up with the police witness testimony. Um, but it's flying triangles, and just the way they described it, man, fucking bizarre, real bizarre. But it kind of matches up with some of the other cases for around that time with the flying V type things and triangle type things that were being seen in the United States. Kind of like uh, UFO over Illinois. I think they had like four or five different police, uh, local police stations, or uh, what? No, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, not police stations. What do you call them? Police companies saw it in different counties. And uh, I think it actually saw it in the state next to it, I, I think. And um, kind of reminded me of that. And it also kind of reminds me of, like, the Phoenix Lights. Not the flares. Those are flares. But the Phoenix, the real Phoenix Lights, which is only the one video of, it, of the real one. It's just kind of grainy. And it's just kind of like a... A V shape of lights, and you can hear the people going, "What is that?" You know, that thing's big. You know, it's it's kind of at a distance, but um, it's just a, a case of the era. And uh, put Jenny out, see if she can get down to the bottom of it. Yeah, the weird thing about this is that um, as compelling as the case seems at first blush, there's really not a shit ton of information online about it, and I think maybe that's because I mean. I guess we'll just, this will be like a spoiler alert, but the very, very famous photograph, pretty much the only yeah, from pho- yeah. photograph uh, yeah. that's associated with this case uh, was later discovered to be a fake yeah. uh, in 2011. Like yeah. the person that made it came forward and said, like showed the yeah. media how they made it. So yes. That doesn't mean that the case is fake. Though. No, no, no. I'm just saying that um, I think that there were some other things too, because I, I think... Um, People are under the impression, because I was telling him this before the show started, I think people are under the impression 
that because it sounds very impressive it's like you know 143 reports like initially and like thousands of reports later but i think that the way that a lot of like ufo positive let's call it ufo positive yeah. ufo positive sites will kind of make it seem like all of these reports came in like as this stuff was happening but that's actually not the case like all of the reports were pretty much after the fact um and after the first sighting or whatever had already hit the media and they were asking for other people's uh, sightings of it. So, of course, like a lot of people wrote in and was like, oh, yeah, I saw that shit, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, that's normal shit. Something happened and then everybody wanted to jump in afterwards and make it into like a fad. So it doesn't mean the case is fake. And the same thing with with that photograph. The case was already established. They had an investigative team on there called SOPEPS and they were working with the Belgian Air Force and everything. And they were just looking at radar data. And in their investigations, this photo emerged from the populace, all right, saying, hey, this is, this is a photograph I took during that night. And they looked at it, and they really couldn't find anything wrong with it, but they, so they accepted it. But later on, an update on the case is that some of the investigators that were in SOPEP saw that photograph. They couldn't debunk it, they thought, but they thought it was too good to be true. But they just kind of left it in there. Later on, it was just a piece of styrofoam with some lights on it. Pretty much, yeah. But it, <laughs> and it, you know, if there's going to be a photograph of some from that era, it would have been pro- most likely from a distance, and it just would have been a light in the sky. That's what it would have looked like. I mean, that cop in Illinois, he saw the thing, saw a flying, a big triangle, hovering over a field, right out, right up to his right. He stopped the cop car and got out, went to the trunk, got the Polaroid camera, you know, the old Instamatic type, took a picture of it. And they've, he's got a picture, but it's only three lights and they're blurred because it's moving. So it, it's not a clear Yeah, problem. I always kind of feel like that's sort of the problem yeah. is that, you know, even if you really did see a legit UFO, yeah. um, you know, it's better nowadays because everybody has yeah. cell phone until they have like 4K cameras and stuff like that. So it might be better. But when you're taking it from such a distance, it's not going to look like jack shit. It's just going to yeah. look like a bunch of lights in the sky. It's going to be like whoop-de-doo. Yeah, whoop-de-doo. But it, it looks, <laughs> doesn't look like anything. And they're blurred. Right. Because it's moving. He's moving the camera. You know, he's moving the camera, pressing the button, and it's kind of at a distance and real low lighting, so the shutter's open. And really, you know, they did a computer stabilization of the film, and it's it's three lights. It yeah. could be anything. That's what I mean. That three, three, a, three lights in the darkness. I know yeah. that, that he, he took a picture of it. It's just that a Polaroid camera in low light gives a shitty film. Gives, gives a shitty image. Well, and you don't have any context. <laughs> There's you no don't context know how big either. it is. You don't know how no. far away that is. It's like yeah. it could be an airplane. It could yeah. be flares. It could be a million yeah. things. You but know you know, I, mean? I sympathize with the cops. He wanted a picture of it, and that was that. And he that got a picture. He had, yeah. But that's you know that's the only equipment he had. And it's just not, it was, th- those cameras were designed to take a picture of a crime scene on the fly. You know, some dead dude laying on the ground and then like a gun next to him. You know, that, that's what they take pictures uh, of with that. Not UFOs. It's not a scientific fucking <laughs> high speed camera, you know, and it was long before digital cameras. But um, this is still a pretty good case, I think, until, unless Jenny came up with something that shatters my image of it it was a, <laughs> it was a fad everybody in belgium said oh yeah i saw him i saw it yeah. you know everybody said they saw it. they did it just became a fad to lie saying you saw it. and it was kind of like the phoenix lights 
Yeah, everybody jumped on that A lot show. of people saw it. There were a lot of people called in on that night. that's what all the cool kids are doing. But then as time <laughs> went on, everybody claimed to have seen it. <laughs> you know? Just because it was cool. That's what I mean. I think that's kind of the issue, too, is that people like to jump on... Jumping on the bandwagon. You know. So... That's why it's really good to kind of go back and look at all the original. Yeah, you got to go back in time. Yeah, look at you all the You got to go back in time, the old it. information. Yeah. And then things that, things that can't, like, you know, the debunking of that one photograph, you got to put that in the investigation to go, yeah, yeah that got debunked because the dude that did it said, yeah, I did it. You know. The weird thing is that I saw, like, a snippet of an interview. Well, this was not a snippet, it was about 28 minutes long. But it was. Um, a guy from shit, man. Who was interviewing him? I thought it was like the guy from like the New York Post or something like that, and he was interviewing Nick Pope about this case. And interestingly, they brought up the photograph and like talked about it for a few minutes, but they did not mention that it was fake, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that this was a post 2011 interview. So, and after 2011, it was very widely reported that 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 the kid had come out. He wasn't a kid, but he had he was a kid. He was 18 when he yeah. faked it. So I don't know, and and I'm I just thought it was interesting that they didn't mention that on yeah. that interview. You know what I'm saying? Jerry's saying it's a cool shirt. He wants to see him now. You want this shirt too, man? Fine. <laughs> but they were an American cover band. We have another American cover band that covers Sisters of Mercy, but it's all original material. And it sounds like lost Sisters of Mercy bands. Uh, uh, sounds like a lost Sisters of Mercy album. I think they got two or three of them. And it was called The Daughters of Bristol. Yeah. You can find their shit on YouTube. I wonder if they're still around. Yeah. I don't know. Probably probably not. I don't think they toured. I think they just did the shit at home. Yeah, because I have one of their albums and one of their EPs, I think. Yeah, Daughters of Bristol. And yeah. it sounds just like classic late 80s mid 80s sisters of mercy you know? but it's their own stuff it's they're their not, own stuff they're though. not covering no sisters it's not covers of mercy but you, you're like man is that andrew eldridge i thought that was andrew eldridge it yeah. sounded you know it sounded just like him but it's not it's just some fans that can reproduce that and they had uh, real good real good music that sounded just like something off that album you know and they did other stuff like do some stuff sound like it came off a vision thing or floodland they did that kind of stuff too um, yeah, Camp Guy says, uh, it, I guess in Belgians he's talking about, yeah. uh, they too busy getting high and drinking hot chocolate to take pictures. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> I guess so. Um, and you know, cause I don't really know a great deal about Belgium. It's kind of like the forgotten country, but it's just that little bitty one that's like, it's that one that's in Germany. the middle of the other ones. Um, it's, it's like, a little one they, in got the waffles, of all the other ones. they got waffles, they got waffles and they got, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, yeah. right? He's Belgian, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think he is. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, let's see. Where uh, I, there was something else I wanted to. Uh, yeah, Trey said I had a great book about it about this case. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll have to dig around and see if he got it. Yeah, and he also mentioned um, there were also around this time. I think like early '90s, like you said, was kind of like the heyday of like the Black Triangle, Black B UFO type things. Yeah. And um, there was also some sightings in the Hudson Valley. Uh, in New York, the descriptions of the things were pretty damn cool. Yeah, stuff that is not was not intuitive in the '90s, like a craft, and it was shooting out two beams like a laser beam, but they would go out slowly, and and then I guess go down into the trees, then they would retract slowly. So it wasn't a beam; 
as, as we know it. And then a red light underneath the bottom that would detach and go around and look at things and then go around and be in between those beams and then it would go back up. And then they'd, it'd be over a church and it would, a little red ball would go around and look at the church and then go back up in it. And the cops were saying, were like, it was like it was measuring something. And then at one point, they were looking at the triangle. There was more than one of them. And it just had lights in the corner and a red, white lights in the corner and a red light in the middle. And it just collapsed in on itself and turned into a ball of light and took off. Like it retreated into a slightly higher dimension and then accelerated away. No, accelerated, accelerated away at a high rate of speed, no sonic boom. And there was some radar confirmation in another part of this wave, another part of this case, because this a lot of these sightings took place over a long period of time, about a year, I think, wasn't it? Maybe two years? Um, no, it was uh, just a few months, actually. A few months, okay. It was, uh, the first sighting was November 29th, 1989. Yeah. And then uh, they went until about April of 1990. <clears throat> now, it was like the main thing being like the end of March 1990 was like the radar thing. Now, recently the U.S. Air Force and the uh, U.S. Navy... They, they've kind of some of these guys have come forward with some of those weird reports with radar confirmation. Uh, really, a lot of it off off the coast of California, and it sounds an awful lot like this. Uh, same kind of thing: tic tac UFOs and things taking off at high rate of speed, no sonic boom. Um, some of the guys that some of the pilots that gave gave the gun or the, or the, uh, uh, the footage, because they had camera footage of it off their damn targeting sensor camera that they use. I don't know what it's called. It was kind of an old one, the one that they were using, but they said that the ones that they're showing on television, this says that's the shitty footage, that they had a lot better footage and it was in higher resolution. It's just that they, don't, they didn't want the public and, say, like foreign enemy armies knowing exactly what their sensors could pick up. So they were releasing a pretty low resolution. And also some of that stuff was just like, just not the good sightings. So we don't know what they have. Um, but I did remember hearing that some, some of the guys that knew about the investigations said that they noticed that as these objects would move, that they would blur slightly or that they would become kind of transparent at certain points, almost kind of like going into slightly different or higher dimensions might be part of the propulsion of these things, whatever it is. But, they, but they're starting to say that they do exist. They're start, they don't know what it is, or they're claiming they don't know what it is, but they are seeing them. That's what the, the intelligence agencies and the, well, which I don't know if I could trust that, but at least the military is saying, no, we're seeing these things. We don't know what they are. That's all they're saying. Well, at least they're admitting that much. Yeah, they're saying they see them, <laughs> but they don't know what it is. And I don't think they do know. Because I feel like for a long time, it's still like they just pretend it wasn't there. Like I said, I don't even know if the shit's out there or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I think it's a lot more honest for them to come forward and be like, yeah, we know it is, but we don't know yeah. what it is. So, and that, matched, that matched up with being ex-military. I know how military machine, the military machine works, the, the systems. If you're these guys like uh, guarding a nuclear missile facility in England what was that what was in it? Uh, Rendlesham Forest yeah yeah if yeah, you're the security guys 
they were kind of like their version of Air Force Infantry. You're guarding this base, and you come up with some cockamamie story that, yeah, we're seeing these lights, and you know, you're a damn captain, okay? And yeah, we saw we saw a thing moving. It was blinking. It looked like an eye. It looked like stuff melting off of it, and there were things in the sky, and it shot a laser beam. If you put in a report like that, they'd fire you. They would just fire you if they thought you lied, okay? The fact that they weren't all relieved and there wasn't a big investigation tells me that that the Air Force chain of command knew that they believed it. So there must have been some kind of confirmation in terms of like uh, the guy in charge of the base, one of the commanding generals saw it or heard about it or got some radar data saying that, yeah, there was something that happened there. So this is what they saw. And this is the, what their report is. So I'm not going to punish them. Because if they thought it was a false report, they'd fire you. What are these dudes doing? Are they getting out there fucking high out in the middle of the day? <laughs> you're supposed to be guarding nuclear weapons and you're coming up with this fucking crazy shit. They'd re- right. get all relieved. They would relieve them of, of duty. Well, you know, and rightfully so. If yeah. you're just out there making shit up, that's, uh, you know. So what that tells me is that they were believed. But they wanted to sweep it underneath the rug. Now, not every aspect of that Rendlesham Forest tale, I, I don't believe every aspect of it, because some dudes, the, the stories got wilder and wilder as time went on. Because they were getting a lot of attention in the media. See, that's kind of See? the problem. That's why I think cases like this, anything having to do with anything extraordinary, like yeah. UFO sightings, ghost sightings, whatever the fuck it is, you always kind of have to go back to the originals. What are they originally saying? Yeah. Because I kind of feel like, well, and this happens to regular people too. Just the more times you tell a story, so, and even if it's nothing extraordinary, like it's just something that happened in your past, the more times you retell it, the more likely you are to, you know, embellish the yeah. details and stuff like that. So, and especially, and I think that's exacerbated greatly when you're getting a lot of media attention. Yeah. So it's like always going to be, I mean, you don't want to go. fan base. Yeah, you don't want to go yeah. on TV and just tell this boring ass story like, oh, I saw a light in the sky at the end. It's like you want to like make up some shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And I don't even know if they do it. I mean, I'm sure some of them do it deliberately, like yeah. exactly like knowing what they're doing. But I think it's almost kind of like a natural progression. Yeah. You just kind of add little details. Yeah. And you just keep... And then, like, the more you add the details and the more you repeat it, the more you remember it like that. Because yeah. human memory is not real... Well, uh, it's not real faithful to what actually happened. Part of it, you know, I think his name was Holt. You guys can drop the, the names of the guys. Uh, I don't remember what the captain's name was. I think his name was Holt. And then the uh, they had an NCO that said he saw a little triangle probe type craft on the ground with a bunch of hieroglyphs on there, which some of the other guys said no, that didn't happen. All right, what seems to happen in the Rendlesham case is that I think something actually did happen, but then those dudes started to go on tour, all right, and they're going to all these UFO conventions. Yeah, they wanted to. And the crowd wanted to know more and more, and they're pushing them to say more and more, and every time they. Every time that they would add a little bit more to the story, they get rewarded with right. adulation and fame. So they 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 were being encouraged by their fan base to start fabricating stuff, mm-hmm. which tainted the case. You got to go. To, you you got to st- stick with the original story. Hit I think Holt's tape of what he was seeing. Um, yeah, as as yeah. as close to the original incident yeah. as you can get, like because. 
then it hasn't been tainted by memory. It's like yeah. still fresh in their memory. Yeah. They haven't like had a chance to kind of like, you know, uh, construct a yeah. different memory in their minds because that is that that is what happens like, yeah. as time goes by. And the, the original story really of the Rendlesham Forest case, the, when you take it back to what it originally was, is they were out there and there was lights in the sky, some kind of weird craft in the sky. There was more than one of them. And while they were out there in the field, it shot a damn beam of light like a laser beam down at their feet on the ground. And the captain saw that. And then he saw it move across the field and then it just fucking winked out and disappeared. Um, he said it looked like it had molten lava coming off of it. But, you know, when you're looking at something, especially, I don't know if he was looking at it through binoculars at night uh, or if he was just trying to focus in real hard on something at night, which, you know, I've been in that situation. I could tell you some stories in the military, your, how your eyes can deceive you, especially yeah. if you're in a really charged emotional state. You saw something. There was a time where I was watching an airfield as part of my job. And a fucking military aircraft, I saw it land. And there wasn't supposed to be the military aircraft. I fucking jumped out of my skin. Because I was writing a letter at the time, so it shocked me. And they asked me what kind of com- aircraft it was. And I would say, uh, it, was a, it was a swept wing jet. And it was camouflaged. Well, when we went down there to check it, it was not a swept wing jet. It was a fucking C-130 cargo plane, and it was painted orange. Yeah. So the fact that you thought it was camouflage yeah, and it was like, orange yeah, right. and it was a completely different and, kind of and, plane. Yeah, and the sergeant's asked me, well, you know it was camouflage. It, it, and I was just saying, I think that's what it was. It was a military aircraft and it was in some kind of a painting configuration. I think camouflage. You know, I didn't commit to that. It's just that I saw it so briefly and I'd shot, I got so shocked by it or startled by it because I was supposed to be up there watching that kind of shit. <laughs> I saw it as a swept wing jet. I, in my mind, it looked like a B, a, a, a B one bomber. You remember the B one B ultrasonic yeah. bomber from the? That's what I, that's what I thought it was, and that it was, in almost like a World War Two Luftwaffe, fucking camouflage <laughs> gray with green spray paint fucking squiggles and shit all over what were you writing the letter about did that have I was some... writing my girlfriend at the time i don't remember what it was <laughs> oh okay i didn't and know i was listening to music to and i was in a fucking watchtower you know, watching the fucking egyptian airfield and that shit came down whoa 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 whoa, whoa. and it went behind a building it went behind a hangar and i knew it was bad because <laughs> it was, i recognized it as a military aircraft and with a strange paint job and my subconscious said, yeah, it was a B-1B in a fucking camouflage, go-to-war fucking paint scheme. No, it was a fucking car- military cargo plane painted orange. Because it, was, it wasn't military. Right. It was ex-military under contract, and they turned it into a damn car- just civilian cargo plane. See, and this is so why was- I'm always really, really skeptical about anything whose entire... Yeah. Uh, veracity rests on witness testimony yeah. because nothing against anybody. Human brains are yeah. amazing, yeah. but they are also very, very fallible. fallible. Very fallible. Now, the mitigating circumstances, time. In this case, these cops watched this shit for up to a, a half hour. And man, during that time, you can really get some calm reasoning and cool reflection and go, okay, I know what I'm looking at because that's enough time. It's only happened to me when I only had seconds, you know, when I had yeah. seconds to see it and to figure out what it was. That's when you make the error. So I give a little bit of credibility to, to the, uh, certain aspects of the Belgian wave sightings, especially when it's the Belgian cops. 
the gendarmerie, them guys, they tell a wild story, and it took time. They said they were watching it for a half hour, doing stuff. And what it's doing is not civilian or military. It almost looks like scientific or recreational, whatever this was. Crafts going around looking at churches and shit. And they're over the water, over, over lakes, sending little red balls of light down into the water. Or they thought it was going to the water, and then it would come back up. And, you know, my fucking mind is like, what's it doing with that water? Is it getting going down there and ca- capturing fish as samples? <laughs> and what is it doing? Because if you went to an alien cra- alien planet, wouldn't you want to, like, take some wildlife? You I know? suppose. Or at I'm, least I'm get not a picture an alien, of it. so I wouldn't know. Well, or, I mean, I'm, a an, picture I'm of, an alien fish. to everyone other yeah. than people I'm from well, Earth. Well, I'd be but, like, let's know. go look at the fish. Look at that fish. You know? It just Look at the squirrel. Because they said that the, the the red ball light would go into the trees, and then it would go back up. Wouldn't it be funny if like the aliens came here and they found squirrels a lot more interesting yeah. than, than humans? Yeah. What did it do? Did it, <laughs> did it steal a squirrel? You know what happened? I want to know more. It's like, look at these little buddies. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. It's like that gives me an idea for a short story. Actually, I should probably write something like well, that. Well, we laugh like, at it. No, it's like I laugh because it's like that sounds kind of like something that they would do. Well, yeah, because humans are really up themselves and they kind of think like we're the most awesome thing ever. But it's like, you know, from an objective like alien standpoint, we might not be that that interesting at all. Like from their perspective. Well, they they would you you would think that even if they were just A.I. and not biological, they would know you, you probably shouldn't be stealing an entire human. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you can take a squirrel. And no one will notice. Nobody will notice it. <laughs> Squirrels won't report it to the and other And they're squirrels. close enough, I mean, yeah. to be honest. Well, now you got something to show others of your species. Look and at that. That squirrel's like, where the fuck am yeah. I? What am I doing yeah, here? Yeah, squirrel. <laughs> Where's my tree? Well, they might put it back, too. They might take it and then record it in some way, record images, and then put it back. You don't know. And now I'm kind of wondering, yeah. like, how his little squirrel friends are like... It's like, man, Dave got taken away last time. It's like, where the fuck did he go? And then he came back, and he's like, "You guys, you guys." <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's I like would the, think that I humanize all the animals. I would, I would think that in a super technological species came, they would take samples and make re- intricate analog and digital recordings of the animal, everything about it, and then probably put it back, as because they would probably have some kind of a philosophy of not permanently disturbing anything. Because then that would be like fucking up with the that'd be fucking up fucking with the biosphere. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they probably probably going down and grabbing little creatures, insects, and stuff, and recording the entire experience and the little gestalt of it, what they look like, what they smell like to them, what they what they're made of, and how they work, and then record it every intricate detail of the thing, and then put it back. It's probably shit like that. And they probably do it regularly. And it's probably not a big deal. It's just a standard operating procedure that they do. And Justice for Me says, eyewitness testimony is one of the top claims of uh, Christianity. Uh, faulty. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like I said, you can't... And I'm not, like, casting aspersions on anybody that has, like, seen some shit. Because, obviously, but I really need some other more objective yeah. evidence there's um, no witness. just your say so is yeah. not going to convince you're making a mistake though you're you're looking at those old those old books and 
they were from day one written as religious religious material. There's no eyewitness testimony in there at all. It's, well, some it's of just it narrative. claims to be. No, look looked closely. Like because it says that the three widows at the tomb, they saw the angel and they ran away at a fright and told no one. Well, they told no one. How the fuck is it in the book? Right. So no, it's it's a movie. There, they're just it's a, making, it's a movie. Well, I mean, there's they're just no making that shit up. Yeah, yeah. they're making. Yeah. Well, like I'm just saying, yeah. Uh, I mean, that whole thing, but uh, that kind of like goes with. Ed, I mean, anything UFO sightings, ghost sightings, yeah. like crime. Um, that's why I don't think you should ever like convict a person just on. Oh yeah, that's the motherfucker that did whatever because they had this old white chick fucking put this black dude in fucking prison for like 10, 15 years for rape. That happens a lot. And then comes out later the DNA disproved it and it was another one. Another dude came up hot with that DNA and she goes, yeah, yeah, it was him. It wasn't the other one, it was that one. And she went and fucking got that other guy out of prison. They wouldn't want to let the first guy out. Well, had, they never do. Like, once then, you're yeah, in there, like, even, it, the even when they prove the yeah. shit, they're just always like, yeah, yeah but you still might have done something. Yeah, they're it, like, seriously, I didn't do anything. That dude that dude was in there for like about 10 years, and she fought hard to, to get to get him back out of there that she had misidentified him. Became friends with him. Fucking, you know, I can't, I can't imagine fucking, how that would feel. Yeah, and when well, he got see, out, she was hugging him, fucking, I'm sorry, you know, that kind of shit. You know, fucking, she, I don't know if sorry's going to cut it, though. Uh, well, well uh, here's the thing. She thought I, it was him. Right, that's the thing. And you can't, like shit on her too hard because you know it was probably it was a very traumatic experience yeah, mine was fucked up and you know i get that your you know your brain isn't making the very good like associations it and it's was like, the you dude can't... the cops showed her right so she goes yeah that's him you know it wasn't him it was another guy so maybe it's the cop's fault it was just the way that fucking particular case went down they showed him a dude and he said this guy she's like yeah it's him it wasn't See, him. that's, I mean, that's why I'm kind of, I'm really glad that we have DNA now, because yeah. at least now we can be like, yeah, that wasn't the motherfucker that it was. No, it was it's like, I don't get, because, and you know, and especially if you've been the victim of a crime, um, but like I said, you're not, I mean, understandably, you're not in the best frame of mind to be like, oh, what did the dude look like and shit like that. Like if some dude just jumped out of the bushes and like yeah. attacked me and shit like that, I don't know what that motherfucker looks like. Well, blew my mind is that they fucking, that, the the one dude came up hot. It was his DNA. They locked his ass up, and they left the other guy locked up, too. <laughs> She's like, what about well, him, man? Let him out. Well, yeah. And they didn't see, really want to let that guy out. That's what I mean. That's, like, so weird to me because yeah. it's like, well, it's not weird. I know why they do it. But it's like, yeah. um, once somebody gets convicted of something, yeah. like, later on, they have evidence. They're like, okay, that dude absolutely did not do that. Yeah. Then they're like, yeah, but he's already in jail, though. Mm-hmm. Like he must can't have let done him something. out. Yeah. So it's almost like he's become tainted. You're right. Yeah. Even though they put him in there erroneously to start with, but it's like once you're already in jail, it's like so much easier. Yeah, it was to just, just be like, oh well, you must be a criminal, or you wouldn't have got caught in the first place, or you wouldn't have. Yeah. I guess it was a dude the cops Which wanted. Is, the cops wanted locked up for something that they thought he was did that shit, and it was just maybe a local troublemaker or something. They just wanted that dude locked up. They wanted it to be him. Or they but were just, him. or they just, or they didn't like him, or they, they like just him. were too lazy to like. We don't even want to do the paperwork. I think, I think, or all, who knows? I think, I think all the above. Who knows? But yeah, I've noticed that because, yeah. like I said, I've written a lot of about a lot of true crime cases where, you know, somebody gets convicted or put in prison for a certain thing, and then later on, like years later, they find out through DNA usually that yeah. it's like, oh, that wasn't them. Um, they're usually real reluctant. Yeah. You would think like the same day. Ooh, no, gotta let him out. Yeah, no. 
They had Sorry, to go through the whole process. And like, and they, it and took you her think, like a year or so to get him out. Give him a bunch of money, too, because yeah. it's like they fucked up their whole life. And it's like, bro, I didn't do anything. I was just in the wrong yeah. place at the wrong time. You like picked me up, and that's fucked up. Yeah. I Honestly, I'm more of the opinion. I would rather... I know this is... I don't know. This is kind of like... I would rather like somebody that did some shit go free than an innocent person that did nothing going to prison. Because it's like that... Like anybody. That could happen to anybody. Like you could just be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Somebody misidentifies you for whatever reason and then suddenly you get slammed in prison for 10, 20 years. Your whole entire life is ruined and you didn't do jack shit. And... I don't really think that should happen to anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think we should always err on the side of... Yeah, the system's broken, especially in certain states. Certain, you know, not every state has the same legal system, but some of these legal systems, they're fucking... Some well, it's legal, almost like some, if you get arrested for something, like, everybody just assumes... You're guilty. <laughs> right, everybody just assumes, yeah. oh, well, you must... Even if you didn't do that, you must have yeah. done something. Some of these states... Because how'd you get arrested? And yeah. it's like... Some of these states, uh, one of the worst ones traditionally was, was Louisiana. Because it was Napoleonic law, and it was the American version of fucking Napoleonic law, and you're dealing with fucking Cajuns or crazy as fuck. I can pull my some of my Cajun cousins in here, and he'd be like, "What the fuck?" No, if you got accused of, you just got accused of a crime. They had like a 95 percent fucking conviction rate just being accused. You yeah, be, like, well, you must have done something. So yeah, you could be you could be accused and convicted with no evidence. Well, that's yeah. how. Yeah, I mean, Louisiana is probably bad, no, but it, that one. happens everywhere. Yeah. That happens everywhere. Sadly, like I said, I think we should always err on the side of. Yeah, it's not great letting guilty people run free. I'm not saying we should do that. I'm just saying that it's much better. It's probably better to err on the side yeah. of this person didn't do shit. Yeah, if a, if a, in in Louisiana, if a woman said that, if a woman says you abducted her, raped her, and killed her. <laughs> Wait, she said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she said yeah, that yeah. That's it? how ridiculous it is. There doesn't have to be any evidence; just an accusation. Oh, you're gonna do fucking life because it's a life sentence for fucking um, in, in Louisiana. It was a life sentence for uh, kidnapping. So, just on the word of a single person with no witnesses, no nothing, uh, it, it's too much damn power. A woman just says, "Yeah, he he kidnapped me." You're going. You're going. You're going. You're going to prison. Well, like yeah. I said, that's why, you know, and yeah. I'm not, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't believe people when they, you know, oh, they say stuff happened to them and stuff like that, yeah. but you need something else to back that up because as we were saying earlier, and I know we've drifted far afield from UFOs, but it's kind of the same thing because yeah. witness testimony, I hate to say, but it doesn't really mean jack shit. Like yeah. if somebody just comes out and says this happened, if there's not any corroborating evidence, if there's not any backup evidence, then I don't know. I'm going to say witness testimony is important, especially if it's if the testimony has something to do with something that took over took place over a long period of time. Where it's mostly fallible is when it's you're talking about something that's has happened in in seconds. Okay. Yeah, because like you, I said, there's you're not, not a time. You're not in the best frame of right. mind to like you know create good. Right, right. That's you know. the difference. So I'm gonna give this case in some in some cases pretty good amount of weight because the cops said they were they watched it for a half hour. You know, so it's hard to be mistaken for a half hour. It just is. Yeah. 
Well, because you have time to like sit there and think about and analyze it. and go, what am I really looking at? Rather than, doing? like I said, right, you know, it, it, you, right. you know, I'm a true crime person, so it's like somebody busts in your house and suddenly is waving a gun in your face. You don't have much time. You're not going to really have much time to like look at the shape of that dude's ears right, or yeah. whatever. You and know, really what I mean? identify him too much. Right. Which, in a way, like kind of amazes me. Every time I see. Like witnesses, and they, uh, you know, give the um, the police a description, and they're able to get a, um, you know, the the sketch and everything. And then, like later on, they catch the actual person, and it looks like the sketch. I'm always kind of like, man, that person's a fucking hero because they actually described what the person looked like enough that the sketch like actually resembled them. Because it's like I'm not actually sure if I would be able to do that. Yeah. Like if if it was like a really stressful situation, I don't really look at people all that closely <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you we try not to look at you. at the at the best of times yeah it's like i'm trying not to look at people most of the time so it's like um i it kind of scares me sometimes because i'm like shit man what if i was somewhere and like something bad really happened and i was like in a position where i had to identify somebody that had done some fucked up shit and i was like i would ha- i'm like they look kind of like a blur yeah. <laughs> it's like i don't know it was a dude yeah with arms and a head, <laughs> like that's pretty much as much as I'd be able to give you. So I would probably be no help in that situation because <laughs> I don't really look at people like that. Much. Uh, ben says you might as well draw a stick man figure in yeah. most cases. Yeah, and like I said, I think you you do kind of see the cases where the the sketch actually looked like the person that they caught later, and that they proved that that's who it was. And I'm always like impressed by that because. Shit, I can't imagine being put in a position where I'm just like, well, what shape was his nose? I'm like, I don't fucking know. His nose shaped. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. So. Um, and Justice for Me said, since we reside in Florida, do you know if released prisoners can sue and be awarded compensatory damages? Very I, rare. I don't know, but it's like, I would hope that they would because seriously, if you are innocently... I mean, if you're oh. innocent and you're wrongly accused and you're put in prison for like 10 years, they should absolutely give you at yeah. least enough money to cover like lost wages for that time. Plus like some extra shit for, I don't know about this state in most states that ends up having political repercussions. Depends on whether or not judges are elected, you know, maybe they can come back on a judge. And a lot, a lot of times what they'll do is, is you know, they'll say, no, you can't sue us. You know, they, they have certain kinds of immunity What do they call it. Uh, there's a term for it. A lot of times in the Americans, okay, just look. Just look at the federal government, and state government. When's the last time any of those people have ever been sent to prison for fucking crimes that they've committed? Never. They steal money, they lie, they they do whatever. Well, the more they money you do, have, they, the less likely yeah, that you're going to suffer yeah. any repercussions. They they laws are for the little people. Yeah, they they you, you can't really hurt them. You know what I mean? But then they're astounded. When like uh, leaders from other countries don't go to jail for what they do, because a lot of arrogance in the American system. They think their shit don't stink. Yeah, that's really what it is. Bitch, you fucking stole all that goddamn money and you lied and you did this. You need to go to jail. No, oh no, not us. I, I'm a governor. Yeah, fuck, well, I mean, know. they're criminals. Everybody rationalizes and yeah. justifies their own bad behavior. Yeah, that's kind of why. You know, not everybody's shitty. Honestly, like, most people are okay. Yeah. But the thing about it is that if you do really shitty stuff, 
none of those people are thinking, hey, I'm a fucking supervillain or I'm a bad person. Like 99% of those people don't think that. They yeah. always have reasons for what they're doing or they have some justification for what they're doing, which is why it's so hard to kind of get them to realize it because they don't really think they're the bad guy, even yeah. if they very clearly Every, are the bad guy. Everybody thinks they're the good guy. Like, everybody thinks there's the hero yeah, of their own yeah. movie. Like, should George Bush have gone to fucking prison for that fucking weapons of mass destruction shit and all those millions of Iraqis that got killed? Should he have? I think so. Yes. Okay. Now, should Obama, should, should Barack Obama have got, fucking gotten relieved or gone to prison? For all those damn weddings that they drone striked in Afghanistan. Yeah, probably should have. There should have been, we had no business being in, in Afghanistan telling those people how to live. Blowing them up because of their religious beliefs. That was exactly what was going on. And then making, it's all about making money more than anything else. We didn't change that place. And like I said, the more money and power that yeah. you have, the more shit you can get away yeah. with. You know what I mean? So... Which is sad, but that's just the way the whole fucking world works and it's, always has, as far as I know. It's a jungle out there, people. These governments are just other animals in the jungle. And there's a lot of animals out in the jungles. The corporations are animals in the jungle. You're in a jungle. Nothing's... nothing's <laughs> we got to get to UFOs, though. Well, let's, yeah. get, let's get to UFOs. Gramther says, The weakest evidence in a case is always yeah. when a stranger has to identify another stranger. Yeah, exactly. Memories of how someone looked, how they dressed, etc., are notorious for being inaccurate. Yeah, and like I say, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I was the victim of a crime, I, I'm going to be absolutely no help. I'm not going to remember anything about the shit because I don't even look at people in the best of fucking circumstances. Yeah. So much less be able to remember something in like a high-stress situation like that. So I'm, I'm very comfortable with the fact that, I, that my memory is not um, accurate. Because I know how memory works, yeah. and I know how psychology works, and I'm okay with that. You know, a mm. lot of people aren't. They think they have like really good memories, or it's like, and that's where you get into trouble—the overconfidence. I am not overconfident. I'm underconfident. I probably remember shit better than I think I do, but I'm just gonna err on the side of like not being, not being all that yeah. confident about like my memory abilities. So I'm just gonna say, look. I, I don't remember what the dude looked like, okay? I'm not even going to tell you anything because you're going to pick up a wrong dude and then I'm going to be responsible for that and I don't want to be responsible for that. You know? Yeah, camp guys going, we even got a war going in Ukraine. Yeah, we picked that fight, planned it out fucking 10 years ago, overthrew their government 10 years ago and put Nazis in charge. Now they got the, now you got the Democrats supporting supporting Nazis. The Azov are a bunch of Nazis. They, they fucking, what's his name? Fucking Bandera. They're Banderistas. But you won't hear that on the news because they don't want to tell you that. They're making money over there and they own property over there. Yeah, They need to be punished, man, for what they're doing. This is an evil empire. And I'm so glad that the internet has exposed these people for what they were. I joined up the U.S. Army to go to war for this shit. I can't believe it. I fucking can't believe it. But it's true. We're, we're bad. All right. It's an empire. It's got like the Roman Empire, man. It's collapsing like the Roman Empire, too. Duh, Tom. Yeah. Well, you know, you, <laughs> you mean duh. In the 90s, you wouldn't have known. I knew in the 90s. Uh, I don't know where you were. I believed television. <laughs> I believed CNN I and MSNBC. and well, I didn't have MSNBC yet until later. And fucking uh, NBC. And I, I believed the corporate news, propaganda, media. I believed it. I thought we were the good guys. No, we're the bad guys. 
Pretty We've much. been the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. All the way back to the 1800s. Yeah. The shit it's, that we did in the fucking yeah. banana wars to Central and South America. Yeah. Newsflash. Been going on forever. Just yeah. that I didn't really know that at fucking 1920. You know, you don't really know. Grandther said, you can only hope some DNA gets left at the scene that's accurate to one in a billion. Mm. Yeah, honestly, I would rather... You know, I'd rather trust DNA. It's yeah. not... It's not susceptible to uh, being fucked with the way human memory is. And that's just, human memory, it's just, that's just the way it works. It's fallible. Everyone's like that. It's not, you know, a judgment or anything like that. But it's just not real accurate. So I would rather, like, DNA is, you know, 99.9% accurate. So I'd rather go with that. If you don't have any DNA, if all you have is witness testimony, then I'm just going to say err on the side of, like, not. Victor said, Jenny, you could commit crimes because they'd be looking for a big-boobed woman in her early 30s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sexy, big-boobed woman in her 30s. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I and I can kind of change because I got lots of wigs and I got, like, all kind yeah. of stuff. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. I could do... I could be, like, a master criminal. Yeah. Don't think I haven't thought about it. Yeah. I've thought about it lots of yeah. times. I was like, maybe I could rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to. We got money coming. <laughs> Jenny starts work starts work Friday. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so yeah, that was another thing I wanted to say. And I'll probably yeah, before like we get say started, this, yeah. before it well, before we get started. Now <laughs> We've been getting started. Now that we're like <laughs> now that we're almost an hour in. Yeah, an hour in. Um yeah. yeah, so I got a job, like a full time nine to four well, eight to five actually. Uh and it's in Daytona, so that's gonna be an hour fifty minutes each way, like uh yeah. commute, which you know, fine. I grew up in Daytona, so I'm it's worth it, with that it's area. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um so I'm gonna go there on Friday and like shadow the guys so I can learn how to do the stuff and everything like that. So actually Friday we're not gonna be able to do the sidetrack show because I'm gonna be at work all day and then my right. sister is coming down for the weekend for uh, from Atlanta and I'm gonna go to my brother's house because my brother lives in Daytona and I'm gonna hang out with my sister and my brother on Friday night so we will probably move the sidetrack show to Saturday yeah I think I might go to the biker bar Friday night then I was thinking you probably yeah. would. Either that or ride down to fucking... Don't don't get any social diseases. No. <laughs> no, there were not any cute girls over there, I tell you. <laughs> I would never cheat on you. What are you talking about? I'm just teasing you. I know not you. With have, not without having you in the mix. And then I wouldn't cheat. <laughs> but then, uh, no. Yeah, it, he's like, it's only fun if you're there. <laughs> Although, we'll see. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. Where, so, you'll be back late that night, though, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. I imagine it'll probably be because it's about, like I said, it's about a fifty-minute drive. What time do you think from be our back? house? What time do you think it'll be back for, uh, Friday? I don't know. It depends on what they want to do. Okay, uh, before midnight, probably. I imagine it'll probably okay. be before midnight. Yeah, right. I don't really want to stay out all night, okay. but you know what I mean. I might check. I might check out Oasis at night. I've never really been out on a Friday night. Because, like I said, we're not going to go anywhere. We're just going right. to hang out at my brother's house right. in Daytona. Like, my brother and his wife, and because my sister is staying, staying there over the weekend. Right. They're going to go, like, they're all going to go to Epcot, but I can't afford to go to Epcot, like, on Saturday. So I was like, well, I'll come see you Friday night then. Because I have to be in Daytona anyway, because, you know, I'm going to be working that day. Uh, Grantor says, live stream from the Oasis. What's the new job? Uh, it's graphic design. It's a graphic design job. That's what she does. Yeah, it's yeah. it's what I do. Yeah, um, it's good money. So we're gonna do the show and this, so that it'll help out. Man, we gotta put a new roof on this place. 
15 grand. Yeah. Uh, dealing with banks to try to get the, uh, because the financing that they have, I don't really like the fucking APR. I want to see if I could get some better shit through the fucking banks. I may even join a credit union. We'll, we'll see what it is. I got, I got some shit up in the air. But, um, I don't, you know that, you know that Homestead Act stuff and all that yeah, veteran yeah, yeah. stuff? It didn't save us as nearly as much money as I thought it was going to be. It never does. No. Always it's assume not, that you're going to get yeah, fucked harder than yeah. you thought you were going to get fucked harder, and it, not in the fun way. It, sa- it save us maybe like fucking... Because look, I've been poor my whole entire life, so I just assume, well, uh, I'm just going to be broke forever, and I'm just going to get fucked Save us maybe a thousand really bucks hard. a year. Well, you know, that's so, better than nothing. Yeah, 70, right? 80 bucks a month, maybe. Thank you, Granters. Thanks, one, Grant. one shingle taken care of. Thank one, you very much. One shingle. Thank you very much. Yeah, Super Chats are active, and uh, we also have Super Thanks, a new feature that if you're watching this program recorded, you can put a, some money in the tip jar. Because we know they got Because we, we got all different kinds of time zones happening. Also, we have memberships, which mm-hmm. if you, for some reason, you don't like Patreon or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, we also have a membership on YouTube. It's two ninety nine, and what I will do is I'm going to do, like, you know, the polls that I do on Patreon, if you're a patron, you know that I do polls, mm-hmm. like, for, you know, what the topic is going to be and, like, what the movies we're going to talk about and stuff like that, so I will also start posting those in a members-only uh, tab on YouTube, like, in the community tab, so I will do that as well. Uh, and it'll probably go up on Friday or Saturday. I can't remember now. Granther says, 50 minutes each way, yikes. Um, not the longest commute I've ever done, to be honest. Um, it's this, an easy commute. It's not in traffic. Yeah, the thing about Orlando in yeah. general is that pretty much anywhere you want to go, even if it's not that far, is going to take you at least half an hour. Uh, because of, especially if you have to get on I-4, because yeah. during the day, that shit is just like a big, giant parking lot. So, um... And honestly, for a long time, for many years, when I first moved to Orlando, I was working in Daytona still. Like, I was working night shift, so it was usually like three or four in the morning. But it was like an hour drive, yeah. like from where I lived to. So it's not really that big a deal. I did an, um, an interview yesterday, like at a place that was closer. Um, in the, I think it was only 20 miles, something like that. Um, and it was, it seemed cool, but I was just kind of like, well... I already got this other job offer, and I really kind of need a job, so... She need to get to work quick. Right, And these so, two wanted to hem and haw. They're like, we'll call you in a couple weeks after we see all the bunch of people. Man, fuck yeah, it's like, oh, we got all these other interviews and blah, blah, blah. And I was yeah. just like, look, I just can't really wait. Yeah. Um, you know, it would have been cooler, like, if I could have got that just because it was closer. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, I, I need money, so mm-hmm. I can't, like, really dick around. So, and that first place was jacked to have her. I mean, they called her right back. They called me the same day, the same like day. a couple yeah, you hours. Got, you got a job. We need you. Yeah, it's like, okay. please. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, so I you was like... You want to be in a place like that. Yeah. And like I said, it seemed like super cool and like really chill yeah. and like the people seemed really nice. And yeah. so I'm into it. And it's very casual, which I love. Yeah. And it's a dog-friendly office, which yeah. I also love. Everybody had their dogs. There's dogs Just running around. Just go down there and have fun and make some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and like I said, it's far, but I grew up in Daytona. I'm very familiar with that area. I still have family there. So, you know, if some bad shit happens when I'm in Daytona, my brother lives there, my dad lives there. Like, I still got, We'll get you a better car in a couple months. Yeah, that's the first thing I have to save up for, because my fucking car is so old. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Retro Reaction said, congratulations on the job. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. I'm It'll looking, keep the show going. I'm it, looking forward to it. It'll yeah. keep the show going. Like I said, we might have to for the live streams. We'll yeah. probably have to push them a little bit later. 
um, because I wouldn't, I won't get off till five, and then like it'll take me almost an hour to get home, and then so we might push the shows back to seven, maybe instead of six. We'll uh, we'll re-engineer everything. Yeah, we'll figure out what we're gonna do. We got we have some we have patrons and subscribers, so we really you know we 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 can't go anywhere. You know, people are paying to be a part of the show. So well, and I want to keep doing the show. Yeah, and like, like I show. said, I want to do. Um, I still want to do my recorded reviews, my book reviews, my movie yeah. reviews, like my scare salon stuff, my crime memorial stuff. I will probably have to like do less. Um, you know, maybe I can just do one a week or something like that instead of the million that I was doing. But, you know, I still want to do them because I have fun doing these. Victor Garcia says that later is better. I think it is, too. Yeah. So, yeah, we may be Good. like 7 or 7.30 or something yeah. like that, like Eastern Standard Time. James Perkins says that we are very entertained. Thank you very much, James. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Victor said when I was watching your show in Europe, it was perfect. It was like midnight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's what we'll do. We'll figure it out. Like you know, like I said, I'm going Friday for training because uh, you know they I have to go there and fill out the stuff. They have to do a background check and all that kind of stuff. So, and uh, you know, she called me back and said, "Hey, do you want to? Since you're coming anyway, do you want to like just work all that day and like shadow the person and like learn how to do it?" And I was like, "Sure, why not?" So, you know, getting paid for that day, so that's good. And then whenever they want me to, because I'm replacing um, another girl that worked there who i met who was also very nice so we'll see how it goes so hopefully like i said get some fucking but you know it's full time so i won't be home until probably like six in the six in the afternoon richard brown said jenny just read a best-selling horror blockbuster novel um i'm working on it <laughs> it's just really slow i actually did apply i don't know if i want to jinx it but i did apply for a writing grant um but I won't know if I got it until May. I'm not counting on it because I imagine a lot of people are probably applying for it, but we'll see how that goes. It's not enough money to like keep me going and like not have to have a job, but it's a, it's, you know, a, a, a significant chunk of change. And I, cause I would really like to get the novel that I started on, which I have probably about a quarter written. I would really like that done this year. You know what I mean? Gramther says, uh, Gramther recently got a full-time job after three years of retirement. Work sucks, but having more money is dope as fuck. Yeah, I think I'm That's, be- yeah, that's what I figured. It's like, look, I've been freelancing since 2016, and I really do like, you know, working from my home office. It's pretty cool, like, that I can just do, but it really blows not having enough money to do anything because I was telling Tom, I was like, look, it's like, yeah, it's cool that I can stay home and work, but it's like, I don't have any money anymore. <laughs> so it's like, I can't. I can't do anything. I can't like go on vacation if I, I can't. I can't even go eat at a restaurant if I want because I don't have any money. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like you just gotta like change it out. And and you know, I I just need something that's kind of more steady and that it's gonna have money coming in, and then I can still do this, and that would be like a little bit of extra money too. And I'm just kind of like looking forward to getting back. I'm not looking forward to the drive, but I've done it before, and it's really not that big a deal. I'll feel better when I can save up enough to get a new car because I am kind of worried about my old car. My old car is like very reliable. I'm not saying that, but it is very old. So eventually yeah, I'm going to have to see. Make some money too. Right, Are, up the, right up the road, they got a nursery. I was, you know what? I was, before I got yeah. the call back, I was yeah. thinking about maybe I should go up there and do that because that's like within walking distance. Yeah, it's right over there. There's a nursery over there. They'll pay you by the piece. Moving things around, fucking potting things, and moving potted plants around. Yeah, it's a huge nursery. Yeah, it's a big old nursery. It's they, like literally, you can walk there. You can it's just like, walk there, it's right, right there. there. It's just right and they there. have like uh, like the mentally handicapped people working in there. 
You know, I mean, they'll bring them a whole busload and they'll do it and they get paid. Yeah, but they just pay you every day. But what I would do is I'd use it partially as my workout. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you fucking bump steroids and go down there and move shit, move shit. See, see how it is. See how much you actually make there. You know, you might make a hundred bucks a day. I don't know, but there's no schedule. See, that's a good thing. You're like, I'm gonna make some money. You just go down there. And yeah, like, you just go down there and like yeah. do whatever they need you to do. They pay you by the piece work. I told you, I thought about doing that too. I even thought about walking over to fucking Dollar General and asking them if they needed any help. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good idea. It's right there. Yeah, because I was like, well, I could walk to it. So if my car yeah. broke down, like I, you know, it's still right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean. If I were to could could just pick up another like two three hundred bucks a week, that would make a big difference on me. That's what I mean. Because you know, shit. I, I mean, Dollar General is probably not that. I figured it's. I've worked retail before. I yeah, hated it. That's but. easy, man. Stocking that shit. The liquor store is looking for somebody. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, Hard you probably time. you can't walk to that. You got to drive to yeah. it because it's probably like a mile or two. I'll ride still, my bike up there. Yeah, you could go a work at the liquor store. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that might be a fun job. Just they're fucking selling booze. Yeah, I can't imagine it's like all that crowded. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Easy. Running a register, really in stock and things. That's all it is. Yeah, and I've done that before. Like I said, yeah. I easy. never worked at a liquor store, but I worked at well, I worked at yeah. a liquor distributor. I worked at a record store before. Yeah. Which is kind of the same thing, like a retail thing, that thing. All right. There's so, lots of jobs here. Just that not most of them are not full time. They're they're these little side gigs. They can only get and give you a couple days. I even got into, problem. I applied to do DoorDash as well, yeah. but there's not really a lot of call for DoorDash in this area. Not That's kind of the shitty thing. That's is that urban. We're suburban. kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So. It's country work out here. Right. So you'd have to like kind of do, because there's not like a lot within. You know, I don't want to get back in a horse industry, you know, fucking working horse farms and shit. It's hot work. It's not real rewarding. It's just more, not. it's not, it's not rewarding monetarily. Yeah, it's rewarding in other ways. It, it's slower pace. You're dealing with animals. Um, the people are pretty cool, but it's just the weather gets to you. It's either hot or real cold, and the fucking hours. You got to wake up early to fucking feed the horses and fucking let horses out and fucking do all kinds of shit. But there's shit that I could do in some of these local farms here. Yeah, there's the lots of farms around here. Like, I worked at one up there fucking ten years ago. Jones Perkins said, I'm just imagining walking into a Dollar General and seeing Jenny behind the counter. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing about our Dollar General here that's, like, just next door to our house is that... That's the um, version of 7-Eleven. It's right here. I mean, it's right there. It's like, right yeah, you can just, yeah. like, walk to it. It's right outside the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and it's super handy because they have yeah. everything. They got good staff. They're friendly. They, they, they yeah, know they're all... Who's local? Hey, what's up, man? You know, if I could do want to talk about well, guns the, and Well, the shit. nice thing about it is yeah. that most of their shit is they have a... Um, I mean, as small as the store is, they have a self-checkout. Yeah. So it's like... And most people just do the self-checkout yeah. and leave. So they don't really need somebody, like, working no. the register they're all the time. They're mostly stocking. They're yeah. doing stock and making sure nobody's stealing. Right. That's pretty much all they're doing. Yeah. Because most people just use the self-check. I always use the self-checkout because I don't like to deal with people. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Trey said, I worked at a liquor store once. It was a breeze of a job. Yeah. It looks cool easy. People this there, one up here. It, it does, actually. It's right next to Publix. It's a nice place, too. Yeah. it's it's. I mean, it's real small, but it's like, yeah. It's just you like always a nice little always got a dab help wanted sign out front. They, and it's, it's, it's young ladies working there. and They don't look real jacked about being there. And I think it's the problems the hours. They're not getting enough hours. But a retired guy like me doesn't give a shit about the hours. Yeah, to you it's just extra money. It's just extra money, right? I mean, not like you're right. Not losers like me that actually like need the they money, need and, the need, money and, need and need as many yeah, yeah. hours as possible. 
So you know what I mean. I just gotta pay off my fucking credit card, bitch. Well, I have to pay off all seven or eight look, of my look, credit cards. Look, here, here, we're having a good time. We're getting sidetracked. We got to get about the UFOs, man. We're okay. talk, I mean, we, we, we did talk, talk about... We talked about UFOs. We got to talk about this case. Okay. We're, we still haven't even cracked it. We're right there. Well, no, I haven't even scrolled down. We haven't even anything. cracked it. We got so much show left. It's not even fucking funny. And we got to... Oh, and there's a lot of people in there. I'm sure everybody will be excited. Because we were... Okay. So we're going to get into this shit. I'm a fucking... Witness of paranormal stuff. I'm a paranormal witness. Okay. They had a whole series based upon me. Paranormal witness. Remember that? Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Talking. But, uh, saw Poltergeist. Had an out-of-body experience. Near-death experience. Dreaming true. A lot of paranormal shit. A lot of military and police guys fucking have this because... Just look at Terrence Pops. He's an ex-SF guy. He was in charge of... Abu Ghraib prison after that scandal happened and he saw some shit at Abu Ghraib which was fucking bad over in Iraq um, he, he says oh yeah that place was fucking haunted as fuck it, it was like being in Auschwitz I mean they tortured people fucking did sexual fucking torture on, on fucking prisoners there had them all buried bones coming up out of the ground fucking whatever just burying them out in the back lots it was like working at Auschwitz it was like that level Saddam did all kinds of fucking weird shit in those prisons and his uh, his intelligence agents agents. So um, you would think that you would think that guys that are military wouldn't have a fucking belief in things that are paranormal, but we do. We had weird experiences, a lot of guys. And I had another theory I talked about later of why, because it's an animal ability, not so much. Well, the, well, those jobs are very much high-stress yeah. jobs, um, and they're very much based around uncertainty. You and don't feelings. really... And Right, and you don't yeah. really know, like, you know, you go into... Like, if you're a cop, for example, yeah. you walk into a situation, you don't know how the shit's gonna go. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, the more uncertainty surrounds a situation, the more you're gonna try and... You know, um, I don't, I don't know, like kind of control thing or make yourself feel better about I have some control over this situation. Yeah. And sometimes that means, you know, believing it, like oh, I have a lucky something or other, like yeah. a lucky necklace or some shit like that, because it makes you feel like more confident yeah. because you're going into a situation you right. don't know how that shit's gonna go. Now, military and police guys have a very high have a very high probability of seeing something like a UFO. They're up at strange hours. They're alert in the middle of the night. They're in sometimes aircraft or cars. And they're coming in. So they're going to be the ones at 4 o'clock in the morning are going to have their eyes open. If something appears, they're going to be the ones that see it. Because they're going to be watching out for other things. Right. They're watching. Right. And this is what happens. Cops and military guys see fucking UFOs. All right, and the militaries believe it now, or they're admitting that they believe it. It doesn't make sense that we're the only life in the damn galaxy. It doesn't make this. It doesn't make sense that we're the pinnacle of intelligence, or that we're the pinnacle. God, of, I hope we're not. Yeah, or Jesus that we're the Christ. pinnacle of fucking technological expertise. You're gonna have other alien races and other alien species 
that are millions of years ahead of us, that have the ability to fold space, to do things like slightly warp dimensions, and that's what happens in Star Trek with warp drive. You can't exceed the speed of light in this time space. You have to warp space around you. So therefore, you're traveling forward, but you're not traveling through space. Uh, that's what the warp drive... So you're going to have weird shit like that in the galaxy. Now, I don't think we're all that interesting compared to them, but there's a chance that they are that they come here every now and then to look at some shit. Be like, what are these boring-ass yeah. motherfuckers up to? <laughs> and they may not even really care that much about us. They might just be looking, well, this is a planet that has life on it. Let's see what the, let's see what the wildlife's doing. Let's see what they're up to. Yeah. So Trey just... said, wouldn't it be funny if like the aliens have been talking to like dolphins and whales this whole time? And, like, well, Star Trek even... said that. Well, and yeah. uh, I would sh- I should say too that Mystery Science Theater did a whole fucking yeah. series of sketches where the dolphins were like way more intelligent than humans, and they had yeah. already like had yeah. <laughs> they developed like way higher technology than us. Chances are, if aliens were interested in the Earth, it's because of the, of the biosphere, all the creatures that are in it. They would come here and look at the humans and the animals and everything, and they wouldn't see a big difference between us and the animals. Well, there's not a big difference. Because there's, they're millions of years ahead. Millions. Not thousands, not hundreds. Millions. So there's not a big difference between an ape and a human or a dog and a human to them. And they, don't, they look at our technology and they don't even really see that as technology. Like we look at an ape using a stick, sticking it in a hole to get some termites and eating it. That's technology, but we don't really see it as technology. But he made a tool. Okay. Well, that's... They're so far ahead, they look at a nuclear reactor, they laugh at that. Their children can do that, you know. So, you know, that's what you're dealing with with these cases. Cops happen to see a a superior species that for some reason comes here to observe the Earth for a small period of time and then they go back to where they came from or just go along their way. Like you driving down the freeway and you see a fucking stork on the side of the road sitting on a damn fucking fence or something you don't stop and go talk to the stork you don't care about the stork you say, look at hey what's up bird and keep going you know that's what they're doing i mean i might because i'm like what, yeah. are, what is that bird up to i see a whole mound of ants and i go take me to your leader <laughs> no that's not gonna happen well i have to say that um if any of you guys are subscribed to zay frank who does those hilarious like but also informative like nature videos he put up he doesn't put up videos that often but whenever he does they're like a super treat i'm always like really excited when he puts something up because they're awesome but he put up one about slime molds slime molds are a single celled organism and yet they can still do mazes they can still do stuff they don't have a brain or anything but the shit that they can do is uh, pretty impressive. Honestly, I was kind of impressed at like all the stuff that slime molds could do for not having a brain. And I was just kind of like, well, uh, from an alien standpoint, I could see it's like, well, maybe humans aren't that exciting after all. <laughs> because if even slime molds can yeah. do that kind of shit, then... A little jumping spider. You know a little jumping spider like the size of a pencil eraser? Those things can see a fly sitting, a fake fly. They'll put a fake fly sitting on a damn leaf and test him. And he can plan out a whole plan of attack of what leaves he has to jump across to get above it to jump down on it. And his brain is smaller than a salt crystal. Yep. And they can't figure out how that, how that fucking 
little tiny brain can do such advanced observations of the fucking environment and to plan things out. See, I mean, humans aren't as cool right. as they thought they no. were, to be honest. Well, we don't really know how the brain works. No. It's, uh, it's I, still largely mysterious. I don't... Th- yeah, and I, I kind of agree with Stuart Hameroff, is that the brain is, uh, the brain is important, but a lot of it has to do with the quantum field that we know of as consciousness that is around it in a slightly different dimension. And some of it's in this dimension, and some of it's in slightly higher dimensions, too. It's a bunch of quantum particles in superposition that are doing a lot of work making you feel like you are here. That's, that's what makes you not AI. You're not AI. You are you are A. Or no, no, you are I. I was going to say, I'm, I'm artificial. Drunk, I'm drunk. No, you are yeah, I. You, are, you, you feel like you're here because you're analog. You're not digital. It's, it's wild. And I... Those aliens know all about it. They figured it out. They're just not very impressed with us. We're 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 still primitive. I'm not impressed with us either. No, to be honest, it's going to take millions. And I'm of, not even an alien. It's going to take millions of years of evolution, and some of it might be genetic engineering before we actually get to the part with any extraterrestrial aliens that can come here. They're fucking millions of years ahead of us, biologically. If they are biological, they may be technological. You know, where they, they download their souls into a metaverse that is... Okay, let's, go, let's start with the case. God damn it. I keep getting sidetracked. Yeah, I wonder how that happened. I don't know. I was going to say, though, that, like, look, I am a human, mm-hmm. and um, I'm really not... I mean, humans are just very disappointing to me. Like, I, I just wish they would be better, but they're just not. They're just not. Well, so I can imagine how much more disappointed, like, aliens would be. I don't know. I think they just marvel at us the same way we marvel at otters and and fucking ferrets and apes. You know, it's, it's like it's like that. But you know, I don't think they're disappointed. They they have lower expectations. They know what they're looking at when they see us. They don't. You know what I Maybe mean? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, well, no. They just they're coming here to observe <laughs> nature, and we're just part of nature. Right. That's all it is. And I think, um, but maybe not nowadays, but I kind of feel like some humans have a hard time with that. It's like we're just part of the natural order. We're part of the fucking flora and fauna. And we're really not any, we're not really that much smarter. It's Well, you guys even got these crazy ass airy fairy lefty people. This is Gaia is what you're talking about. The biosphere. It is a single thing. Aliens would not really differentiate much between humans and animals. They would just say, yeah, yeah, they're all aliens. Yeah, these are the ones that actually can do things that they call technology. But, you know, not a big Isn't that cute? Yeah, isn't that cute? (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, wasps can kind of do technology. If you look at the damn nests, they're kind of geometric and orderly and they're doing things. I'm sure a wasp thinks that they're fucking technological as fuck. Yeah. Well, see, I always just kind of I give animals the benefit of the doubt. I kind of feel like they're probably a lot smarter than we give them credit for. Ants, and a lot of humans are a lot dumber than we give you them credit for. You got ants that are so small you can barely see them. All right, and they have whole fucking organized societies and you know division of labor. And you go like, how the hell does a tiny little brain like that figure all that out? You know, it, it, life finds a way. Go to the restaurant. It does. Yeah. By the way, quit picking on lefties because I'm also a I'm lefty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, that's what they all say. That's what they all say. Um, yeah, you're talking about drive-through liquor stores. Yeah, we had one in Daytona, where I grew up, and 
we always used to laugh at that shit. I'm like, oh my God, drive through liquor store. <laughs> That's like not the best idea. It's a package store technically. Um, yeah, you can go in there and buy liquor that you can, you know, but I don't know. You're, you're not technically supposed to have like, you know, I know we have fans in other countries. You can buy liquor in a drive through thing, but you're not allowed to have like an open container in your car, like while you're driving. So, and I'm pretty sure that's true of all states. And Justice for Me said, I imagine aliens view us as the Prometheus engineers did at best. Indifference, at worst, contempt. Yeah, that's kind of how I'm feeling as well. I kind of feel like maybe, maybe they're interested in us the same way that, you know, Richard Attenborough would be interested. They're like making a documentary for their version of Netflix or whatever it is. And it's like, look at this weird you know, species or whatever it is. And they like kind of make that. And like, you know, the aliens are watching that shit on their planet going like, look at that shit. That's like fucking crazy. But yeah, I kind of feel like that's how they feel about it. I don't know. I kind of feel like that's why I'm skeptical of a lot of alien. I don't know so much about like, you know, UFO sightings. But people that say that they've had interactions with aliens, I don't really believe any of that because a lot of that is very human centric. And I kind of feel like humans don't really see themselves the way an alien species would see humans. I mean, humans are from an alien standpoint, would probably not be that interesting. I feel like we wouldn't really be that many we wouldn't be that far removed from like a chimpanzee or a gorilla or something like that. We're really not that different. So I don't really think that they would be, Ooh, we're going to come here and like do anal probes and all this other kinds of, cause why would they care? I just feel like they wouldn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just, you know, so, all right. So let's finally, now that we're an hour and 18 minutes in. Yeah, no. I mean, we kind of talked about UFOs. We're, we're kind of talking about yeah, UFOs. Yeah, we're not talking about UFOs, yeah. Sort of. We're yeah. talking about aliens. We're talking about aliens. All right. Now that I'm nice and liquored up, we're going to talk about it. And now I have to, like, read the notes. But at okay. least I can still kind of read. Okay. And you know about this case, too. Yeah. So you can, like, back me up on yeah, this shit. Yeah, yeah. I know about the case. Yeah. Which is good. So the Belgian UFO wave. All right. So this is something that took place between... About the end of November of 1989 to April 1990. So maybe like, what is that? Like six months? Something like that. Like that kind of time period. And this happened in uh, Belgium. Like I said, the forgotten country. I said, I, I said earlier, I was like, I thought Jean-Claude Van Damme was there. But somebody said, uh, no, he was Flemish. So I guess not. Okay, so just I thought, Fle I thought the Flemish were in Belgium. Wait, yeah. Was that? No, that's yeah. that's Flanders. They and speak that's kinda... Flemish in Belgium, don't they? Yeah, see, I thought they did so too. So funny, man, because the, the, these countries are the size of an American county. You know what I mean? And they, and they ah, never mind. They have their own languages and everything. Well, see, that's what, yeah. Well, yeah. that's what's cool about Europe, though. Yeah. It's like, man, in in a way, it's like it's crazy how the United States is like completely different to that because yeah. we have this massive country with all these other states. Mm -hmm. We have the, and each state has kind of their own like unique culture and stuff, but we have kind of like a larger culture sort of yeah but europe is just kind of like they have like a you know each state has its very own distinct like they have their own yeah. language and they have their own culture and it's, yeah, like, and it's yeah. old right it's ancient yeah 
But well, that yeah. yeah. But that that's the thing. Like size doesn't really like uh, you know it, the size of the culture doesn't really matter all that much. You know what I mean? Victor says Google says Jean Claude was born in uh, Saint Agatha Bersham, Belgium. Okay, so I yeah. was right about yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Somebody told me earlier. I was like, I was like, he's Belgian, right? And it's like, yeah. I thought somebody was like correcting me. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's Belgian though. Yeah, he it's is. the fake France. <laughs> the fake France. <laughs> I'm fucking with him. <laughs> we love we love you, Belgium. Well, it's just like sometimes. Well, they don't like they're they don't do much, which I guess is good because they don't do much of anything that like draws like a lot of like global attention or well, anything small like that. Place, man. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean anything yeah. though, because like you know, a lot of places are small places, but they still have like large yeah. impacts. But it's like we're just gonna like keep it on the down low. You know what I mean? We're not gonna do anything yeah. like that's gonna bring the whole world's attention. It's just we'll just be in the background doing our yeah. own thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so this was like a, I thought it was a few month period, late 80s, early 90s, where uh, allegedly a bunch of people saw some kind of triangle type UFOs, which, like I said, kind of feels like that was like a very early 90s thing, seeing the black triangles. Well, it still goes on. It does, yeah. but I kind of feel like there were a lot around this time period. We did do a show about the UFO over Illinois, which was also another black triangle type yeah. thing. And like, um, and Trey said earlier, there was the whole uh, Hudson Valley thing, which I thought I thought I was going to add on to this, but now I'm kind of glad that I didn't. Because... Some critics have said, or, or skeptics have said, you know, these black triangle, uh, these triangular shaped UFO reports so kind of coincide with... Uh, 1977 Star Wars. Remember how they had the big Imperial cruiser that's a triangle? I don't yeah, really think Yeah, I that... saw some uh, yeah. shit that said... Well, because... Okay, I can get why people say that because in the 1950s, like yeah. when UFO sightings first started, you know, there was the whole Roswell thing and everything. But I kind of feel like when people reported UFO sightings <coughs> back in the day... Um, they kind of reported the same stuff that was in the movies, like saucer yeah. kind of shape. After Star Wars came out with the sort of triangular shaped Star Destroyer type, type of uh, yeah. craft, then a little bit after that, then everybody suddenly started yeah. seeing triangular shape, which does kind of give me pause. That is a little bit suspicious. I'm going to counter that. It yeah. is a little bit suspicious, I'm gonna suspicious though. There, there were sightings a long time before that that went back into the 50s and the 40s that did say triangles, triangle shape. Uh, and then I'm going to say another thing that might add to it. The triangle is the most basic of any kind of geometrical structure. Okay, If it only has, if it's only two points, it'll be a line. You add a third point, it'll be a triangle. Triangles are structurally real um sound you can you can apply a lot of pressure on to on them before they crack or break so if you were going to have like a some kind of a extra dimensional some kind of spacecraft that can kind of go in and out of higher dimensions and warp space and time as we know it a triangle shape would be pretty good especially if you're not confined especially if you're not confined to biology in other words, you don't have to have like a uh, a crew compartment in the middle. Because I'm kind of convinced that what these are basically like something out of damn 2001 A Space Odyssey's monolith. They're more like that. I think there's aliens in them, but I think it's just their souls. And it's their souls inside of a metaverse. That's what I think it is. It doesn't make sense that there's 
a breathable atmosphere in there to support biological creatures. And all that shit is inefficient. It's more efficient to download the fucking soul into a, uh, into a database and they're in a metaverse where they're in their own little personal heavens for the duration of the trip. And that they live in there. That they don't have a, a planet. That that's it. It's like a city-state. The, the ship, if you want to call it a ship. That's what I think it is. They're like old people that buy a Winnebago and go all around the yeah. country. Well, Except on an interstellar, interstellar scale. They may be so old that their planet's long gone. You know, So they don't have a home planet. They don't have biology, I don't think. Victor says, also, French fries were invented in Belgium. Yep, that's true. So they gave the world something other than Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> French fries, probably more culturally lasting. Yeah, but fucking the United States gave Jean-Claude Jean Van Damme Jean cocaine. Yeah, we gave him cocaine. So he, that, that's, you know, without America. We didn't invent cocaine. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's from America. Well, Pretty it's from a, the Americas. From the Americas, yeah. Oh, yeah. The cocao plant. Okay. There would have been no Jean-Claude Van Damme without, without cocaine? Without cocaine or America. Oh, he's Is that made, a controversial oh, statement? No, that's not controversial <laughs> at all. He'll, he'll, admit, he'll admit it. Yeah. He liked his cocaine. He was a creature of the 80s. We got to get to the fucking case, though. Come on. Everybody was on cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victor says, Jean-Claude Van Damme made me gay when I was 12. Yeah. You were born gay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you saw Jean Claude and it was confirmed. You're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, hey, man, they're trying to suck me off into these fucking sucking me off. These gay dudes it, trying to suck me off. Of course, they're trying you to said it, me, not me. They're trying no, to fucking no take me down these other damn directions. Jean Claude, fucking, he was a weird. He was he was fucking. He was he was very European back in the '80s. Your average American action star would be this macho motherfucker with the fucking his face. His muscles and shit on the poster with a fucking gun and fucking women around. Jean Claude had come out with some fucking promotional shots of him in the nude, caressing a fucking leopard and shit like that within his fucking speedos and shit. Fucking never. <laughs> but obviously that, there was an audience for that. Yeah, there was, man. There's something famous, so. slightly gay about Jean Claude Van Damme. But like I from said, the there American was obviously an audience for that. Yeah, from the, from the American perspective, there was slightly gay. I think. Ben says, funniest Onion article ever yeah. is, why do these homosexuals keep sucking my cock? Exactly. You know, <laughs> dude, I ask myself a fucking same thing, man. Fucking just wake up and fucking... That's why, that, just sh on that's why that, that shit is funny. Jenny that's trying to save funny. me from it and everything. Pulling me away funny. and shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's fucking weird. I understand why it's funny. Because dudes are like very... They will go through all kind of like hoops to be like why one thing is gay and why another... Well, the thing that I'm doing is not gay, even though it clearly is gay. Because like I am 100% heterosexual, okay? Because they're very... I mean, they're very worried about it. They're very worried about this very binary... I don't get it, but okay. Okay. It's like a, having a badge, man. The straight, your straight badge. Yeah. Why are you worried about it? I'm not, I'm not worried about it. It's just it is. I don't what know. It is. I, I kind of feel like you maybe <laughs> see, are worried about to, it. I'm just saying. See, it's see like she's trying to. No, I'm not worried about. It. I don't care. Uh -huh. I don't care. I really don't care. I'm no, just kind of like, hey, whatever you do, I don't, I, I don't worry shit. about like classifying people in one thing or the other. I'm just like, <laughs> do, look, do what you do. I like, not, tits, I like tits and ass. It's man. not my job to like put a label on whatever you're doing. Just do whatever you're doing. I'm not bothered. It doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm not involved. Even if I am involved. You know what I mean? It's it's really nothing to do with me. You you do you. It's fine. What are you trying to tell me? 
Nothing. I'm okay. not trying to tell you. Okay. Anything. All right. I'm not trying to tell you. Okay. All right. So where was I? Okay. So the whole thing started in November of 1989. Now, as we mentioned earlier, a lot of the reports that um, they said happened at the time actually happened later, but we'll get into that like later on. But the reports that were that came out later uh, basically said a lot of them, yeah, we saw this kind of like flat triangular shape with lights underneath. That's what a lot of people reported. So November 29th, 1989. And this happened just outside a very small town called, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing this wrong, but Upin? Upin. Upin. Yeah, Upin, yeah. I mean, I took French for four yeah. years, but I'm still, like, not real sure about my pronunciation. So, yeah, this is uh, very close to the border between Belgium and Germany. So you got two guys who are uh, of the, the like, b basically Belgium cops, the gendarmerie or whatever they call it. Yeah. We're going to call them uh, Nicole, which was his last name, and Montige, which yeah. I think is the other guy's name. We're getting down to the fucking testimony. The testimony. testimony. Testify. 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 About the no, I believe these cops. I saw their interviews and fucking read their body language. I believe what I believe that they did. That well, that's what we're going to talk about right now. Let's talk about it. So they're out on their doing their patrol like yeah. they do. Now, one of them says, we're kind of coming up to this crossroads. And we saw a field um, just, you know, on the, by the side of the road that was lit up like a football field. Yeah. You know, and because they're Europeans, that means soccer, but same kind of thing. Yeah. A stadium. Right. Like stadium lights. Yeah. So it was like super bright. So it's like, we thought that was really weird. So we wanted to figure out uh, what that was, obviously, because we thought it was strange. So we pulled over and then we started like watching the shit. And then they said that they saw this big... Here's the words that they used. A huge triangular platform. And they said underneath it was headlights. I'm not sure if that's like a translation. Probably a headlight. Pro probably air, yeah, like he just said air. like, yeah. Big round lights that shine. Like bright lights. Like yeah. bright lights. That's, what that's basically about. what they were saying. Which that, that matches up with other sightings here in the United States around this time. Lights that shine beams down. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. And he said, in the middle of the head, uh, the headlights yeah. or the bright lights was this other orange light that was yeah. like kind of blinking. And he said the whole thing looked like it was floating. So it was like, yeah. you know, hovering in the air, essentially. So the two guys call up the dispatcher in, you know, Upin, uh, yeah. whose name was uh, Albert Kreutz. Now this guy says, okay, so they call me up. And they say, oh, we're seeing this weird-ass thing in the sky. Um, and they said that it didn't make a noise. And we thought they were kidding. Like, basically, they made some, like, jokes about, oh, yeah. maybe it's Santa Claus or something like that. So they Hold didn't on, really take it seriously. What? Okay, now, the triangle that they're talking about, if you add all of the triangle stories together, I think they're talking about the same kind of craft. They tend to have a red light in the center, and the three corners have a white light in them. Each time it's described, it's slightly different. 
which may be important about what these lights are. I don't think it's just a light. I think it might have something to do with the drive or the propulsion or sensors. I don't know. Sometimes it's described in the same object, okay, as a sphere, a glowing warm sphere in each corner. Big around. We're talking, you know, 30, 40 feet in diameter. Sometimes slightly can concave into the craft. Where if, if it's if it's a if it's dim, it seems to be concave and it's kind of swirling orangish white light in there. Sometimes those lights are also described as if the craft is up in the air, <clears throat> shining a beam down that doesn't quite meet, doesn't illuminate the ground. In other words, it lo would look like if you saw it from a distance, three white lights shining down like white spikes that fade and they don't ever hit the ground. <clears throat> in other descriptions is, is if it's closer to the ground, <clears throat> it shoots out sometimes white lights that illuminate the ground. Sometimes it's close to the ground and it's just glowing. It doesn't illuminate the ground underneath it. So the light intensity varies and the color kind of varies between orange or like a, 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 a or like a goldish dim color to bright and emanating light like a headlight. So when this guy's seeing it, I think what he's talking about is it's like a headlight in the air trying to shine down on the ground. It's fascinating. Fascinating. With a red light in the middle. Sent ten, tending to be pulsating. And then that light detaches in a lot of the stories. Okay, so I'm just saying this because what he is describing lines up with what other people have described over a long period of time and more than one continent. I just find it fucking really interesting. He's describing some kind of technology. What we would call technology. I think it's real. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So at this point, the dispatcher, he doesn't really believe it because he's not really seeing what they're seeing. Um, so he just, like, writes it down in the log and he's just like, yeah, whatevs. So the other two guys are still kind of, like, following the lights. Like, they're in their car. You know what I mean? So they're, like, uh, watching it. Now, one of the guys, Nickel, um, he said, yeah, we could still see it this whole time because the lights were, like, really, really bright. And he said they had this, uh, he called it a flickering orange ball, like, underneath the Flickering, that's structure. like pulsating, basically. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, and so they were kind of, like, driving really slowly along the road, like, watching it. And he said the way that it acted seemed like there was something or like some kind of intelligence in there. Yeah. Like it was trying to like watch what was going on. Right. Like on the road. Because it was like very low altitude. Right. Now, so they had told the dispatcher uh, whose name was Kreutz about this. Now, he thought it was funny at first. But then uh, Kreutz's happened to, he saw like some flashing like outside of the window of his office, which was also in uh, UPenn. So he looks out the window and he sees also something like really, really bright. And then he's watching whatever this is out the window. And he said that he saw something that, and this is a quote, looked like a laser beam shoot out of the light and then come back to the light. 
So yeah. this is what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, weird. And so he's watching that, and also, like, the two guys in the car are watching that. And then it was, like, heading toward the forest, which is kind of, like, outside the town or whatever. How it's illustrated in the shows, you, you see the triangle at a distance above the tree line, and red lines coming out of the corner, slowly descending down to the earth, and then they would retract, or somebody's... Wait, that's, that's some weird shit. Light travels at the speed of light, okay? Well, which that's why they fun. call it the speed of light. Yeah, yeah. right, which <laughs> it doesn't go slowly. So what they're reporting isn't light. It's something else. It's maybe a force field of some sort. But it does glow. Weird. And like you said, what are they doing? They're doing something. They're Kidnapp measuring it. something. Kidnapping or... squirrels. What? They're pick... Yeah, I don't know what it is. squirrels. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like you mentioned earlier. It's not, tech... it's, it's not a technology we have yet. But fascinating, man. I'm, I'm like Spock. Me and, me and Mirror Image Spock, me and Mur, Mirror Spock, uh, with our beards, we're going, that shit's fascinating. Fascinating. Fascinating, yeah. <laughs> Something millions of years ahead, or thousands, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, they said, one of them said, this was Nickel, I think. He says, on each side of the object, which is like a big triangle, uh, he described a laser beam and a ball that was leaving the object and coming back. As if the ball was trying to measure something. Yeah. So they were like following it in their car. You know what I mean? That's what they said. Yeah. So at this point, like the guy that they called, like the dispatcher that they called, he had called a bunch of uh, airports, like in the area, seeing, you know, checking if they'd seen anything unusual. Now, the four airports in the area that he had phoned said that they had not seen any unusual activity. So, apparently, the two guys who initially saw the thing watched it for 30 minutes. And then they said it just kind of hovered there for a little while. And then, all of a sudden, like, another triangular craft kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, they said the one that they had been following with their car was still there. But then, like, another one came out. And they said there was a second one, and it was kind of, like, going up in the sky. And then it sort of like tilted a little bit. And they said it looked pretty much the same as the first one. It was like triangular shaped and it had kind of like, um, you know, these bright headlights on the, you know, on the corners. corners. Yeah. And then like one in the middle that was like kind of reddish orange or whatever. They said exactly like the first one. And then one of them said we could see a little bit of a dome on the top that had two or three small windows on it. And that there was a light inside. So I guess they're kind of like thinking it looks like... Like a craft. Like a craft, essentially. And like maybe there's like little people in there flying it. Although I've know. seen craft like jets coming in for a landing at, at pretty close distances. We've had them fly right over McDonald's while we were... Remember at the, in Sanford? Yeah. We're in the fucking... In, in the drive-thru. And they've come pretty... And you, you can't really see... You, you can't really see windows in it, but you can see lights. I, I really question whether or not they're windows that they're seeing. I don't think they're windows. It's just how they interpreted it. It was just some kind of light on the surface, I think. Yeah, because I feel like if something was that far away, it's like, could you really you tell if really it was see, windows no, or not? you can't I'm see the windows really on the sure. side of jets. Maybe that's just how they were perceiving That's it. how they were perceiving I'm not really sure. But they, yeah, they basically said they had a, they saw a dome with, like, windows on it. And that there was a light inside. Like I said, so it looked like a little 
like a like a traditional spacecraft like there'd be little people in there or whatever little aliens or whatever so they said they they kind of clocked that and then they said that this object like flew away now um yeah so they kind of saw these craft like the first the second one like flew away and then the first one they said it kind of went toward um, this other village, which is called, uh, La Calamine or something like that. Like when I saw it on the thing, I was like, Calamine, like Calamine lotion, like the stuff that you put on chicken box or whatever. So I guess it was kind of that. Now, apparently, um, a couple of cops in Calamine lotion village, <laughs> that's what I'm going to call it. Um, they also reported that they saw this weird thing in the sky. They thought it was like, they didn't really know what to make of it at first, apparently. They thought it was like kind of a joke or something. But then they, like, they'd heard the reports over the radio and they're like, what, okay, what the fuck ever. But then, they, like, they saw something coming toward them and they're like, okay, well, maybe it's not uh, funny anymore. Okay. So they said, now their first impression was that they thought it was an airplane, but not one of their airplanes. So they said they thought it was an American airplane. <laughs> which I'm not really sure what that implies, but that, I don't know that, that to me kind of like, that seemed a little bit significant that at first they thought it was an airplane, but they didn't really know what it was that they were looking at. So they said that it was like right above them. And they said there was another object that then left the main object. There was like a, they described like a red light that was uh, pulsating and would come down vertically from the main object and then kind of like would move around like on its own as if something was coming down and like searching or measuring or something like that. That was something that uh, a bunch of them said. Now, apparently then uh, this particular craft or whatever it was apparently turned into a single light beam and then kind of just went and like disappeared yeah how they showed that on unsolved mysteries is that you see the triangle and it's got a solid kind of gray border around the edges of it and in the middle it's kind of like a black center with a bunch of gray pipes a light in each corner and a fucking ribbon in the middle and it kind of folds in on itself like it like it got sucked away into a slightly higher dimension and then just shot off in a beam of light which man that's that's a good description of some technology we don't have <laughs> you know? we need that though I feel yeah like. that's what we need yeah I want to go into another dimension You're right. just whenever I feel like it so apparently all of these uh, sightings took place within about an hour of each other and within like a 20 mile radius. Now on unsolved mysteries, they actually said, uh, that 11 other, uh, law enforcement officers and a bunch of, and a hundred something private citizens came forward with similar reports. This is not entirely true. Like I said, um, those reports came later, like about a week after this initial thing. So not entirely the case. Now, uh, so yeah, over the next couple of months, 
uh, a lot of other reports were cited. Like I said, once it hit the media, um, a lot of people came forward and claimed that they had seen the same shit that these, you know, uh, the gendarmerie had seen. So, I don't know. I kind of feel like we can take a lot of those with a grain of salt because they were kind of like, oh, yeah, I did. I totally saw some shit, too. Because there's a thing, too, where... And I think, like, Philip Class, who's, like, a big uh, UFO skeptic, and he's, like, written a bunch of stuff about this. He's like, what happens once a UFO report becomes very popular is that, in retrospect, like, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, my God, I saw this weird thing in the sky that they didn't think about at the time. But then, like, a day or two later, like, somebody's like, oh, my God, I saw this weird fucking, like, a... craft or whatever and they're like oh my god i saw that shit too and then they report that as a sighting when that's not necessarily what they might have seen you know what i mean because they didn't like perceive it as like a ufo at the time but like in retrospect they kind of like went back it's like oh well other people saw ufo so i guess i saw one too so it might have been a situation like that so it's not so much that i'm discounting that these cops like saw what they saw I'm just saying that all the subsequent uh, eyewitness reports of like, yeah, we all saw it too. I don't know how much credence you can give to that because a lot of those came like a week after, after it had already hit the media, after it had already become like a thing. You know what I mean? I give more credibility to the cops because they would have been awake and up and observant at, at the times that we're talking about. The general public, think about it. You're in your house at night. Are you looking out the window? Not usually. Shit, no. A silent fucking craft could fly over the top of your your house and you'd never know it. Tom was saying that last night. He's like, yeah, it's like, what if everybody's like asleep at like four in the morning? Yeah. And like the alien just like farting around up there in the sky. They can (laughs) be there for fucking hours. And like everyone's, I mean, most people are probably like sleeping other than people who work at night. The original night stalker would walk around with a gun in between houses fucking sometimes in the day. Well, no one would see you. And they didn't see him, you know, sometimes at night and he'd crawl into people's windows and you just, no. You're not as aware of things as you think. Think think about this. I mean, when we were living at Sanford, we were like uh, in the flight path of a lot of jets going to the to the uh, to the airport, those things made noise, and we still didn't fucking notice them. You know, I mean, jet makes a lot of fucking noise. Well, after a while, after you a just while, got you used know, to it used because to, right. the airport was only what, right, like yeah. five, six, seven miles away, right. something like that. So you just you got used to them flying over the house. So Big silent fucking it. triangle could go over your house and loiter around for a few minutes and then leave, and you'd never know it. Man, if you were watching shit, television. You had if, all the fucking well, shit. Well, if that shit happened at like two in the morning, yeah. I'd probably be sleeping. Yeah. I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, or you'd have, or if you were awake, you were watching television. You had the lights off and the fucking window shades closed. You'd never know. Maybe aliens know that. Yeah, I don't That's, think they even care. No, probably not. They, don't they probably even, don't. They don't even think they care. No. Yeah. So uh, chop these up a little bit. I'm up. This is the end of the orange juice. I'm going to put some lemonade in there instead. Okay, that's fine. So in April of 1990, which was kind of like, let's talk about this a little bit, because there was kind of like a March kind of thing, and I want to get into like the whole radar uh, situation. But this photograph um, kind of went global, like went the early 90s equivalent of viral, right? And like I said, it's very interesting because 
on the Unsolved Mystery Show, on the interview that I saw with Nick Pope, that I'm pretty sure they probably should have mentioned this. But they showed the photograph, which looks kind of cool. Like, okay, so the photograph is, it's basically like a close-up of a triangular shaped craft, but there's no, like I said, there's no context to it. Like you can't really tell like how big it is or anything like that. And you have to up the brightness and the contrast to even see that it's a triangle shape. Cause mostly it just kind of looks like three lights, like in sort of like triangular formation. So they did that. And it's like for a long time, this was a very, you all right? Yeah, most falling down. <laughs> I know, I saw that. Oh my goodness. Sat down, the fucking chair wasn't there all the way. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> Tom doesn't, he's not aware of where his butt is. Mm. No, I was aware where the, my ass was. I didn't know where the chair was. <laughs> I mean, that amounts to the same thing. No. But yeah, so I'm just saying that this photo for a long time, and even now, if you Google... Uh, you know, Belgian UFO wave or whatever it is. This is the first photo that will come up. And I hate to like burst everybody's bubble, but this photo is a fake. Um, which is crazy because you'd think that if all these people allegedly saw this shit, um, at least one person would have gotten a good photo of it. I'm going to disagree. But they did. In the 90s, fucking cameras fucking sucked. I know that. And, but yeah. come on. They're saying that thir- that like what thirteen thousand four hundred people saw this. There's that many reports. It'd Nobody be- took a picture. I remember what it was like back then. Cameras were you and you never had a camera ready. They sucked anyway. If you took a picture of something like this in the distance, it would just be a white light in the sky. Okay, but like, it why doesn't been- it happen nowadays? Then when everyone's got cameras, more- it's more likely now. For something like that to happen. Then why but, don't we see it? I don't know. Maybe they know. Maybe they know. Maybe aliens know. They said, well, we can't go down there anymore. They got they got cell phones. I kind of feel like it's probably more likely that um, that it's bullshit. No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Well, they they got the Phoenix Lights on video, but it's not the it's not the uh, it's not the video with the flares. It's the other one. And it, it, in those days, it had been more likely actually to get it on VHS because there were people that had VHS cameras laying around. And it was sometimes easier to get that in because it was bigger. It was easier to get that into operation than it was those little fucking... Remember those little cheap Instamatic plastic cameras? Yeah. That you didn't take seriously anyway and you had to fucking develop them? I mean, it was that, that cost a lot of money. The VHS camera was better because you could just re-record over Im- images, you know? So in the 90s, it would, I think it would be more likely to get something on video than it would be to get something on film. I had all kinds of cameras and never had one around me. They were always like in a closet or in a drawer. And I always yeah, forget I mean, about I it. I never that. take it with me. But... And it was never fucking had any film in it, you know? And, and buying film and getting the film, it's just no... But the but thing I had about a video it is camera that, for a while. I mean, we did too. Yeah. I'm just saying is that up until um, you know, smartphones with cameras became ubiquitous. I'm willing to give some people some leeway. Yeah, I couldn't get a picture of it cuz I I get it. 
Like, I was around back then. You couldn't really get a picture of shit. Like, I didn't have a camera handy or nothing like that. Nowadays, there's no excuse. So where is the footage? They stopped Somebody coming, Somebody should get that sh- Either either they stopped coming or it was always bullshit to start with. Uh, There's another way you can look at it. They're very intelligent. They're millions of years ahead. They can listen to fucking our internet. They can listen to fucking television or whatever. They know what what level of technology we have. We might be banned now. You never know. Like, okay, you can't go there. They're sick, of, they're sick of our shit. And what you see now is things like the Tic Tac, the UFO, the Tic Tac UFOs, you know, which jet fi- jet pilots can see those, you know, but they just, maybe they're not, they're not allowed to do the big parades like they used to. I mean, I'm just wondering. Who knows? It's, it, I mean, Who knows? and I kind of feel the same about any kind of like paranormal anything, whether it's like UFOs or ghosts or anything like that. It's like, look, everybody has an HD camera in their pocket. Not everybody, but like... Essentially, everybody has an HD camera in their pocket nowadays. Another thing that could happen... Why are you guys not taking pictures of this Maybe shit? they are. That's another thing. Well, maybe and the are. thing about it, though, is that even if you did take pictures of the shit... People would say it was faked. Well, because you can fake it. Because you can fake it. Um, AI is so good. Yeah. Like, dude, I can go to a free app right now and just yeah. put in a sentence. Yeah. And they will make... A photo, yeah, of whatever be, I typed. I've seen a lot of free. I've seen a lot of videos of fucking UFOs recently, like fucking UFO flying over the damn palm trees and everything. And, and I go, I can look at it and go, yeah, that looks real, man. That's impressive, but I know that that's fake because that's too good to be true. Yeah. And then later on, you'll see an analysis of that video, and they're going like, yeah, look, when it goes behind that palm tree, the resolution cuts down. They weren't able to really get that to work behind it but it was like hollywood level fucking yeah. foolery but that's well not i mean i told it you it's like you know i've been a graphic designer for a long time it's yeah. like and the ai today is amazing yeah so even if you saw a photo or video nowadays you couldn't trust it could, right because it's very very easy in, to fake and pretty much anybody like i could fake it in, in all a those day. in all those fakes there may be a few new few real ones <laughs> That's what I'm saying, but it's like there's yeah. no way of knowing and then, like, the because re- it's so easy to fake yeah. it. And then you look, and then you go like, well, and then like if you had some way to know which the real ones were, you look at the real ones, and it's just fucking three lights in the sky. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and there's no, there's no fucking so there's no depth. There, there's no. I mean, I'm not shitting it. on people that actually believe in it. Like maybe they did film some shit that really happened. I'm just saying that it's one. It's so easy to fake nowadays that it's like I don't really you know. Trust what you see. Right. Even if somebody came out and said, hey, look at what, look what I recorded, it's like you don't really know. Like, I could fake that shit, like, in an afternoon. Come well, on. Well, the stuff that the, the Navy says is real with the fucking UFO, the Tic Tac UFO stuff, I'll look at it and go, yeah, that's a real image, but that's not a fucking UFO, <laughs> okay? I mean, you don't identify it, but that's not an alien craft. Like the one where they're locking onto that little thing going well, above there. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's parallax it's, right there. I, yeah, well, and I kind of feel like, too, a lot of the UFO sightings, um, yeah. you know, I'm not saying there's nothing there. I'm just saying that it's probably not extraterrestrial. extraterrestrial. Yeah. It's either like an experimental craft or it's something that you're not identifying. Because I see weird shit all the time. You know, people see weird shit in the sky all the time. You don't know what that is. That isn't necessarily, because that's a huge leap. 
saying that's from another planet or another galaxy or another dimension or whatever. That's like a whole other, um, you know, hurdle that you have to go over. The one with the little dot racing above the waves and those guys are trying to lock onto it. It's an illusion. It's parallax. All right. It's not, it's not low moving quickly over the waves. It's halfway in between the craft and the waves at about fucking 15,000 feet. All right. They're passing it and they're trying to fucking lock onto it. And in the background, it looks like the waves are moving by real fast. But it's not moving at all. I think it's just a balloon or a fucking paper bag that's been blown up by the wind. And they're trying to lock onto a paper bag and they're moving fast. All right, and the paper bag isn't. So behind it, the parallax makes it look like the fucking waves are moving by in the background real fast, like it's just right above the, the surface. It isn't. It's an optical illusion called parallax. And then the and other that's one, what I and like yeah. like I said too, like human perception right. is not perfect. Yeah. Like if you see something and you're not entirely sure what you're looking at, you can like interpret it in lots yeah. of different ways that maybe are not correct. Yeah, and the other one is, you know, they're turning left and the thing turns right. I've noticed that that looks like some kind of a camera problem. Some kind of camera flare and a camera on a ball trying to fucking zoom in on an object and they're turning one way. Because he turns one way and then the object turns equally the opposite direction, which that's very unlikely. That's something mechanical having to do with how that camera's mounted. It's mounted on a ball with a pintle. So it's trying to lock onto something. But he moved the aircraft one way and it made it appear as if the image turned the opposite way. But it's, it's some kind of a camera error. There may have been something out there, but it turning has to do with that camera on a ball, on a mount. That's what that was. So... You're, they're seeing an, an anomaly, but it's not extraterrestrial in those two cases. And I mean, I kind of feel yeah. like you should always err on the side of right. this is an earthly phenomenon right. um, that we don't understand yet. Like yeah. jumping to extraterrestrial, that's like a massive, yeah. that's a whole other can of worms that you right. have to open. The thing is, though, is that whenever they talk about the Tic Tac UFO, they show those two images. And those are not really directly related to, to the Tic Tac UFO thing. That pilot described a very different thing, that he saw something down on the surface of the water moving in a in like a crisscross pattern, and then below it near the water was some foam, and then it came up to meet him, and they circled around each other, and then it took off. And they won't show pictures of that. All right, there's, he said he had, he said that he gave camera footage over of it, but they took it, you know, the they have it, but they didn't release it. All right. Right. The thing of the the thing of the uh, the other so-called famous Tic Tac one. When I was saying that the, the craft turns one way and then the image turns the other way, that was the second group that came out there to look at it. They released that footage, which tells me that that footage doesn't show anything. If it showed something, they wouldn't have released it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they wouldn't have released it. So yeah. So like I said, the famous photo is. Um, the, everybody pretty much acknowledges that that's a hoax, right? That was made of, like, uh, you know, styrofoam, essentially, which we'll get into a little bit later. But after 1990, like, between 1990 and 1992, I feel like, um, the Belgian authorities got thousands of phone calls, like, talking about, like, sightings and stuff. But like I said, at that point, 
it was very, very up in the, you know, in the media. Like, it was a very popular thing to talk about. So it could have been, like, a bunch of cranks. You know what I mean? So they didn't really know, like, what was going on. Now, you have this whole organization, which consists of just random citizens. You got some scientists in there, stuff like that. It's called SOBEPS. Now, this is a privately funded organization. Now, I will say that SOBEPS, I don't know if this is their stated agenda or not, but they are very, like, I don't know if I want to say UFO positive, but they are very, um, you know, uh, kind of involved in the idea that maybe these are extraterrestrials. So a lot of these stories that came out later on about this particular incident or a series of incidents came from them. So I'm not entirely sure how objective they are about the stuff because like I said, they're very committed to the idea that these are extraterrestrial. Now they did apparently like work with the Belgian military and the cops and everything like that. Now, so there were a couple sightings. Like I said, the, the cops were the main sightings. There were a couple of other ones um, you know, just a random citizens. Although I kind of feel like I read this big long paper about it and it seemed like a lot of the, uh, sightings that happened prior to that were probably helicopters. Um, just the way that they described them, but you know what I mean? So they're talking about that. And then in March of 1990, you had your other, uh, your big, next wave of Belgian UFO sightings. And this is kind of like what we're talking about, like the radar type stuff. So the first thing that happened in March of 1990, you have this uh, other gendarmerie cop type person who was Captain Jacques Pinson was his name. So he gets called to this house outside of uh, Brussels in Belgium and a bunch of people at a dinner party apparently like, said they saw all these weird lights in the sky, so they called in and reported it. Now, what they reported at first was that they saw these lights and that it's like they were kind of like stars, but they were, like, a lot bigger and a lot brighter and, like, different colors than stars were. Like, they said they were, like, reddish or yellow, um, and some of them were green, and they were, like, much bigger, so they looked, like, very, very strange, and they were... The way they were moving was obviously not like stars, so they called and like reported it. Now, apparently, um, several miles away at a NATO tracking station, uh, on the on radar, an unknown object uh, had come up on the radar at the pretty much the same location that the dinner guests had reported seeing these weird lights. So, on uh, we watched like the unsolved mysteries you know, about this. And they talked about, uh, they kind of showed like a reenactment of it. And they're like, yeah, it looked like this little dot with like a little tail on it is basically what it looked like. And I've seen like the real, uh, radar footage of it too, which is kind of the same thing as what it looked like. So they called up apparently like a bunch of other military radar sites, like in the area. And they're like, yeah, we've got the same echo going on in the same place. So it's like, we don't really know what that is. Um, so it's like, we don't know if this is like a friendly craft of some kind or like an enemy or something like that. It's like, we don't know if it's an aircraft. We don't know what the fuck it is. 
So at this point, um, because they had had confirmation that there was something unusual from four different radar stations, uh, the Belgian Air Force uh, got alerted. So they're like, well, something weird is up there, so just go check it out. So they sent two F-16s from the Belgian Air Force uh, out. They scrambled them, and they sent them up uh, to see what was going on. Now, according to the story, the pilots, um, they locked onto the object with their onboard radar and started, like, chasing whatever it was that it, that it was. But they said after a couple of seconds that the object started, like, just flying out of range, like, super, super fast. Every time they got a lock on it, it would take off. Right. That's, that's what they said. Yeah. That's what they, well, I mean, like I said, that's what they said at yeah. least on this show. Like it was being evasive. Right. Um, they said, yeah, it was, like, not like a conventional aircraft. It was moving, like, a lot quicker. So they said over the next hour, uh, the pilots were like, yeah, it kind of seems like it's trying to, like, evade us. Um, and it's moving, like, way faster than um, an actual aircraft would be. Yeah, high mock, And it wasn't leaving a sonic boom behind it. Yeah, they said, yeah. Um, they're like, we've never seen an aircraft, like, accelerate this yeah. quickly. So, basically, when they apparently uh, analyzed the, um, you know, the, the radar footage, like, afterward, they were like, apparently, when the... Pilots first liked, lo locked onto the um, to the thing. Uh, the object, whatever it was, was at about seven thousand feet. But within a few seconds, it went to ten thousand feet, and then dropped down to like five hundred feet, like within just a couple of seconds. Which would have killed somebody through negative G. And yeah, they yeah. said if that was a person, yeah. like if that was a human yeah. pilot, that would have killed them because right. it was going like way faster than a human could withstand. So there was that. Um, also, uh, as you mentioned earlier, they said nobody in the area reported any sonic boom, even though the thing was going at least one and a half times the speed of, ta of sound. Um, now, one thing that Unsolved Mysteries mentioned that I thought was kind of interesting was that even though there had been supposedly thousands of sightings in Belgium as a whole, um, there really hadn't been any other sightings in any surrounding countries like France or Germany or any or the Netherlands or anything like that. Um, which they said, well, that's kind of like skeptics will be like, well, that's why, because you guys were just seeing shit and like, we didn't see anything over here and we we're just like right by you. You know what I mean? So there was that. But, um, one thing that... <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought this was kind of like. Well, I gotta say, look, man, the gendarmerie, the fucking from the from the the from what I saw the interviews. That one guy was like, "Yeah, people. You know, I don't care if you don't believe me. I, I saw it. You know what I mean? I felt privileged to see it. I, it was beautiful, but they saw it. So I, I kind of feel the dude. I'm like, you know what I mean? He he said that he saw it. Him yeah, and the other guys. I mean, I get it. And I believe that they did. They saw something, and and I believe that their description of it was accurate. I don't know what that is. Like I said, jumping to extraterrestrial is that's always like a because that could be lots of earthly things. Maybe, but nah. I would say you know what I'm saying? That could uh, be lots. Of there was things. the only thing. Maybe I'll talk about it later. There's only a couple purported crafts that exist that that could be, and one of them, the TR3, I think, is a fictional craft that was made up. 
to fit this case. Oh yeah, I was there's I was no, I was listening to something. Yeah, about there's that. No, that became like an urban legend. Yeah, that that's there was no yeah. TR3, but there were stealth zeppelins that did exist, and maybe they still do. That are triangular, that are silent, that may have been equipped with some kind of psychological camouflage, another bunch of LED lights that could act as a screen which they probably had that technology in the 90s. That would have been skunk work type shit. So when you see this fucking Zeppelin and it's putting on this impressive light display, you report it as a fucking UFO sighting and nobody believes you. That's a form of camouflage. You, you're making this object appear so bizarre nobody believes you. Whether you see it or not doesn't matter because you're not believed. That's a good psychological warfare fucking camouflage. See, that's always the first thing I go to because Could to be. me that seems a lot more believable. The ones than... here that the cops saw on the fucking um, uh, uh, on, on the Illinois case, they showed that cop the drawing from Popular Mechanics when they talked about that for that that stealth zeppelin. It went black after that. They didn't talk about it after that. And he goes, "Yeah, it could have been that." He said it made a buzzing sound. When it, and it, when it hovered and it took off. But it had a very high rate of acceleration at a low altitude. So it wouldn't be normal propulsion like propellers or jets. It would have been something maybe electromagnetic. I don't know. Electrostatic drive. Something that can move air over the surface electrically to make an airflow. But if you're talking that, then you're talking about nuclear power probably. Which might mean why they, that might explain why we don't know about it. Because that's in violation of a bunch of treaties to have a nuclear powered aircraft. We had that for a little while with a bomber converted to it in the 50s. But I still think it's unlikely. I don't think there's a need for any of that in the inventory. It would have been something custom made. And I don't know why they'd need it because satellites could do a job like that. I think I'm probably extraterrestrial, but just, you know. I don't know. Like I said, to me, it seems a lot more likely that even if I don't want to go to the thing where it's like, oh, it was mass delusion, because at some point it's like, yeah, that's, that's reaching. But, um, I'm not like discounting that people did see something, but I kind of feel like it's a lot more likely to think that this was just like an experimental uh, you know, craft of some kind that nobody wanted you to know about that people ended up seeing rather than it being extraterrestrial because that's a whole other level above. I'm not saying it's that it's not that. I'm just saying I'm going with the more likely scenario. So I'm not saying that they didn't see anything. I'm just saying that it might have not been extraterrestrial. See, there's theoretically some weird ways that you could take a solid body Zeppelin and if you had enough power, you could you, you could emit microwaves along the leading edge, which would heat up and expand the air in front of it, which would emit, and and then you could use some kind of electromagnetic electrostatic propulsion to move air molecules over the surface of it, and it would slip into a low pressure zone as it went. But I don't think you could get. I don't think it would move very fast. I think it would move slowly. But you know, I don't know best way is to just punch your way through the air using a jet engine or a rocket <laughs> real high but those make a lot of noise 
but just the speeds that the cops reported here in America when the things accelerated. You're talking about at least 600 miles an hour, you know, which is damn near Mach 1. Now, sometimes it went slowly, but then it would just take off and be gone. So, man, I just don't think you could do that with some kind of an exotic propulsion, like electrostatic drive and microwave emission to to expand air molecules on the leading edge. I mean, that sounds fucking high-tech as shit. But usually when you're talking about stuff like that and you see the actual application, it's weak as fuck, usually. You know? The dumb, old-fashioned ways tend to be the best. Just fucking burn a bunch of shit and fucking explode it inside a fucking rocket nozzle and you'll take off fast. You know, boom! You know? But all that fucking high-tech electric shit usually doesn't work out. Trey says, man, I just want to say I am loving this episode. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like I said, you know. But yeah, so um, here's the thing. So, 1992, which was a couple of years after kind of, like, the big... Because, like I said, this was a wave. It started, like, in late 1989. It went until, like, the spring of 1990. But I kind of feel like the end of March 1990 was kind of when the big... That was when the ra- all the radar stuff happened. Um, but the thing about it is that... Um, the one, uh, several of the people that criticized, even in Belgium and like worldwide, that looked into this afterward, they said the problem with the whole thing was that Sobeps, which was, you know, this uh, independent group that supposedly uh, investigated all this stuff, they had a pretty vested interest in this being extraterrestrial. And because of like some books and papers and stuff like that that they put out, it almost seemed like their narrative about what happened became the overarching narrative. You know what I'm saying? So a couple um, of people called them out on that later. It's like, look, all the information is coming from you guys. And it's like, we don't, and it's not really accurate. Uh, They were controlling the narrative at that point. And the people that were criticizing them were not really getting any play they weren't really getting the same level of uh media scrutiny or media um you know attention that sobeps was getting because they were just kind of like and sobeps like i said they're not a government agency they're not anything like that they're just like private private, contractors they're just private contractors yeah uh it's a couple scientists in there but mostly like people that are like ufo believers um so you have to kind of like take a lot of their stuff with a grain of salt is what i'm saying um and some uh, some researchers afterwards said that they were kind of maybe spreading Im- misinformation because, you know, the story was kind of coming from them. A lot of the uh, things that you read online about this particular case nowadays, like online, came from books and stuff like written by their members or like put out by them. So a lot of the other stuff is not... I must say, in the defense of the case, though, that the Belgian Air Force general that gave the press briefings and released the um, the radar data from that one case, he believed it. He, be- I've seen other, I, I, I've seen other um, interviews with him outside of uh, of unsolved mysteries, and. Some people said, well, that particular radar had problems. And he's like, yeah, but no, I know this radar system 
those readings were correct. There was an object there that did was in that location and didn't move that fast. I just, he said, I just don't know what it is. You know, so that particular Belgian general did believe the radar data from the F-16s. Yeah, he believed it. Although, uh, yeah, I'll other, get into I'll get into other people say bit. no, there were problems with that radar. But the thing is, is guys that actually know those radar systems know those problems and know how to recognize them. Usually, there was equipment I was issued. I knew it had problems, but we knew when it was when it was fucking up and when it wasn't. But we'll see what Jenny Jenny dug up. Uh, I will say too, and this is actually online if you want to read it. Um, it's a paper. It's about twenty five pages long. Uh, it's a PDF. And it's called The Belgian UFO Wave of 1989-1992 in Neglected Hypothesis. And it's by a guy named uh, Renaud Leclay and company. Um, his whole thing is that he thinks that a lot of the sightings were probably helicopters. And he gives like a lot of photographic evidence like showing what the witnesses described and like what apparent like um you know kind of helicopters like looked like and it's pretty compelling like i said if you want to go read it it's free you can read it online if you want to i read it like earlier today and it does seem like to explain some of the stuff um and he points out too that even though a lot of later uh you know accounts of the thing said that oh everybody said it was silent but they like the original accounts where most people said it made like a low noise like a motor so, um, he's saying that a lot of them might have been helicopters. So, well, in the defense of that, even the guys in, uh, even the cops in um, Illinois said, no, it made a kind of a humming sound, kind of like a transformer, you know, that like an electric sound, like something, you know what I mean, like like a, like like yeah. high voltage lines. Yeah. Sound like. so they yeah, were, they didn't from the beginning. They right. didn't say it was silent. They did yeah. say it made a noise. Like, yeah, but I kind of feel like it evolved like later a, to like say it was like silent. Yeah, they evidently said it was like it made a, noise. Evidently, they make like a humming sound, like an electrical sound. Right. I have to say, too, that the original story of like the two um, uh, gendarmes that were the original guys that uh, saw it, um, they're actually, their first account was first published in a tabloid in Germany. And a lot of these subsequent stories kind of came from that. So um, the guy that interviewed them was also like a big uh, advocate of like uh, UFO and like alien stuff. So he was kind of like trying to make it seem like it was real. Like I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just saying you have to take all of this kind of stuff into, uh, you know, consideration is what I'm saying. Because everybody and like uh, basically the guy that was into uh Sobeps, like one of the main scientific guys was a uh physics professor uh whose name was uh August Meesen and he was like a real big believer in that extraterrestrials were visiting the planet. So he was like really into kind of like maybe bolstering that assertion is what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying that you have to like take that into consideration. And he's kind of like the main guy that's brought into about that kind of stuff. So, like I said, there's a book that came out called The Belgian UFO Wave. Uh, Sobeps actually released that book. And Meeson, who I talked about before, he was kind of the lead author of it. And he's kind of like the, the main source for subsequent stories about it. And he very, very clearly believes that this was extraterrestrial, that this was like an alien spacecraft. 
Now, um, so interestingly, uh, so like I said, skeptics have come forward and said, well, either this whole thing was like a mass delusion in the sense of, you know, somebody saw something weird in the sky and then they reported it in the media and then suddenly everybody else said, oh yeah, I saw some weird shit too. And then like reporting that it seemed like there a lot more people reported than actually had. So that might've been the case also, you know, like you read a story about something and then, you know, the media says, hey, we need more people that saw this kind of stuff. It's like, oh yeah, I saw people that. People are going to jump out. So, right. So that's where they get, because like I said, they... You know, they make a lot, if you go to, like, a UFO site or something like that, they say, like, oh, my God, 143 reports of this. It's like, that's, those weren't from the time, though. Those yeah. came, like, afterward. Kind of reminds me of uh, <clears throat> the Phoenix Lights case. Fife Symington, the fucking governor, in the end came out and says, oh, yeah, I saw that thing, too. All right. Now, other people that did see it, or claimed that they see it, then went on famous witnesses then went on to say no Simonton lied he couldn't have seen it at that place at that time it wasn't there it was over here that type of shit accusing five Simonton of the peer pressure of wanting to say oh yeah I saw it too I saw it too right right which that may be that may have happened see that's what I was saying before you can't ever believe one person's account of anything well i don't know if that's necessarily true but i'm just some you know depending on the situation but it's like a lot of times you need some other corroborating evidence because people could make up stories for all kinds yeah. of different reasons in simonton's defense though he said he went out to go see it and he did see it in a certain place in time and you you can you can find his account of it he goes i don't know what it was but it wasn't for this world and he did he was i could I could sense from him it spooked him. It was just a large, silent craft with a bunch of lights on it shaped like a carpenter square. Now, some people said, well, he couldn't have seen it at that place at that time because it was over here at that place at the time. Other people said, that, well, there's more than one of them. And then who are you to say that this thing can't move fast? <laughs> that motherfucker was evidently moving real fast if it got here from another fucking world, you know? So, who knows? Who knows? I wish I could have seen it. I remember when the, when the Phoenix Lights went down and it was talked about on Art Bell. And then it went mainstream after that. It was even on the news. People said that they that it maybe happened. It was quite a sensation. I, at that time, I was I didn't know what to think, but I, I definitely wanted to see it. I, said, I was like, man, I wish I was there to have seen that. I wanted to see that for myself. I think something happened, pretty sure. I mean, I don't know. Like, my my default stance is always, like, that's bullshit until you yeah. prove to me otherwise. Yeah. I understand. I understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just, I've always been that it's way. Le- it's less likely than other shit that I know that I've that's seen. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. it, 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 the thing about it is, like, I kind of come at things at, from, like, a statistical standpoint. How yeah. likely is it that this really happened? Um, and honestly, most of the time, it's more likely that people are mistaken or they're making stuff up or something like that, because that happens a lot. That's a lot more likely than aliens. That's for sure. I, I don't think so. I think aliens are fucking a definite. The aliens do exist. Right. But they, the they fact just, of aliens existing or whether or not and the here, fact of aliens coming yeah, to yeah, Earth are two completely different. I, I, I don't dispute the fact that oh, there's yeah, there other are. life forms out in the universe. Yeah. I'm, I would probably guarantee it. The universe oh, yeah. is so large. 100%. 
Yeah, 100%. it's like that. That is not. That would not surprise me. Whether at all. or not they're coming here, whether or not. they're visiting the Earth, that's a whole other different question. I'm gonna that's give a it fifty-fifty. I'm sorry. I'm gonna give it fifty-fifty. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'd uh, give it that I'm high. Give it 50, 50. And you know, time, maybe they do, but why would they? I wouldn't well, be why interested. Why would they too? It's, I wouldn't it's, be. It's interested. also just kind of a thing where you know, they're in the area, so they check it out. Chances are. There's more than one of them, and they know about this place. They've known about it for fucking millions of years. They've known about Earth. They've probably known about Earth even before humans were on it, before we evolved, you know. So they're probably very ancient. I don't think they're biological either. I think they're just uh, technological. They're like AI, but they got souls, you know, basically. There's an advanced form of life. I'm sure they know about us, have known for a long time. They're probably immortal, too. Because once you reach that fucking level of technological development, why would you die? You know what I mean? You'd figure out a way to keep that from happening. So those bitches probably fucking can live for trillions of years. Camp Guy said they they say that the planet Venus is often mistaken for a UFO. It's out at dusk and dawn a lot. Yeah, um... But it doesn't move. That's the thing. I've Not seen Not really, it a lot. but it is like very, very bright. It's just bright, yeah. But I mean, you know, I'm kind of like I, you know, I took astronomy in school, so it's yeah. like I kind of know where Venus is at at yeah. any particular time. So you know what I mean. It's I can see how somebody that didn't know what it was would maybe mistake it because it is like very bright. But you know what I mean. So, uh, so yeah, so this photograph, as we mentioned earlier, um, which was fake, it was actually taken by, uh, a then 18 year old guy named Patrick, uh, Marechal. Yeah, he's trolling his ass off. I I give, I give, I give props to the kid. Which, yeah, I mean, at this point, like, he confessed in 2011 that he had done it and he, like, invited the media over and he showed him how he did it and, like, took the picture and everything and was like, oh yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, basically, and it's hilarious, like, how simple it is to fool people, but he's like, basically, we just cut a triangle out of styrofoam. (laughs) Yeah, it had flat Um, edges on it. It looked like a... Yeah, uh, they painted it black, they put, like, flashlights in each of the angles, like, each of the corners, and just hung it from a string and took a picture of it with no background or anything like that and then it was like look it's a fucking alien grip because like i said there was a lot of media at that time it so looked like, like the damn avracar flying spade right which is kind of like a delta wing with flat edges on the edge of it and he put two light three lights in it I think. which Might i mean forward. i mean fair play he yeah. fooled people for yeah. a long time he took it under took a picture of it under the right conditions when it was moving so it would kind of drag some of the light around and if you magnified the fucking resolution, you could actually see the outer edge of the ship. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He knew how to. He did, but he was hoaxing. Yeah. He was. He was trolling. Like I said, he was an eighteen-year-old kid at the time. Yeah. And it was very much in the media, yeah. so he was like, "Wouldn't it be funny if I troll him like I have?" <laughs> I got the. I got and it worked. I got a picture of the mothership. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> That's still like the number one photo that comes up if you They'll search show that Belgian fake wave. photo all the time, just like they show the fucking flares from the fucking right. Phoenix Lights case. That is obviously flares. I even well, I used that photo for our um, for our thumbnail, but that's yeah. because I knew it was fake, and I was yeah. just kind of like, well, this is the main photo that's associated with it, even yeah. though everybody knows it's fake nowadays. But you know, it's still kind of like that's what everybody associates. So that's the first thing that comes up in Google if you fucking search that stuff. 
So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about this whole radar thing, like where the F-16s apparently yeah. like chased okay, yeah. this thing. See if you dug up some more about this. I've heard, you know, different sides of this. We'll see. So uh, the first report, not so much, uh, you know, spaceships flying around or anything like that. The first thing that was reported um, was that they had a bunch of people call in saying it's like, well, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, gendarmes, like cops and stuff like that, called in saying it was like, we just see these weird lights in the sky. Um, It's like they kind of look like stars, but they're not the same color as stars. You know what I mean? Like they're different colors, like green and red and stuff. So, uh, after they got a couple of those reports, they actually did send a couple of F-16s up there to check it out. Now, apparently, according to the pilots, they said that the stuff, like, did kind of disappear off the radar and, like, moved up and down, like, super, super fast. Um, and they said apparently a couple times they also went into the ground. You know what I mean? Uh, so there was that. Um... Now well, the, the pilots said that it went. The reading said that it went into the ground. Right, right, right. Yeah, because the pilots, the two F sixteen pilots that they sign. sent up there, they said they didn't see anything yeah, like in the sky. It. it was just like on the radar. It was just returns. Right. Yeah, they just they saw return. like this weird thing on like on the radar. Now, um, apparently, like Sobeps, who were like I said, the the UFO people like that published the thing about it. They said that, uh, and I think they repeated this on the um, Unsolved Mystery show, was that the radar locks, they had got radar locks on the targets like nine times. Um, that is apparently not the case. They said that there were only three radar locks, and when they analyzed it later, they found out that those three locks were all on each other, like on like one uh, clocking on each other. You know what I mean? Um and honestly, the other contacts that they got, they said they found out that they were um, pretty much atmospheric interference. Like you get, um, they call it Bragg scattering, where it's like um, air density, uh, you know, it's the air density is like different in little pockets and stuff, and it causes these weird like anomalies. Uh, they're pretty sure about that. Like they've seen it lots of times. They call, um, you know, it causes these weird echoes that they call angels you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so they the original report did actually say that the three locks that they had they were pretty much sure that it was either on each other or it was one of these like angels things so like they weren't it, flying in a group what do you mean well if the planes are flying in a group how do they there lock were only on two each? of them there were okay. only two planes if there are two planes aren't they flying in a pair how do they lock on I each guess. Other? I'm just saying that it's like, this is what I read. Don't, like, yeah. don't ask me. I'm just saying that it's right. like, they said that it wasn't anything unusual. I'd have they to, just I'd like have to. have to, they just said that it was not, that it was just either air density anomalies mm-hmm. or it was one plane like clocking. I'd have to see plane. a real technical out. You know, technical fucking. Because, like I said, so bad. Like people that really know. This they kind of came system. out and said nine radar locks, but they're like that. When they went back to the original reports, that wasn't what they reported. That it was only three, and they explained them all. I'm just saying. So Beps explained them all. No. Okay. The original, the Air Force explained them all. Okay, because that's not what that one Air Force general said. 
But see, I don't know. I'm just saying that's what the original report said, as far as I, as far as I'm aware. Okay. As far as I'm aware. So it's inconclusive. Mm. I'm just saying that it's like I don't. You know, I, I, I don't you, know. I know this. Radars work. They can find other aircrafts and they can shoot them down. Guys that use them regularly understand um, radar returns, you know, and they they know the you tend they tend to know the anomalies. If they were fooled at the time, they were either poorly trained, okay, which I kind of maybe they were poorly trained. That's what I, I say. That's, that's a total possibility. Yeah, just, just they just you know because it's Belgium. I mean, you know, fucking they haven't been in any wars lately at this time. It was a Cold War era. Or maybe that was like the B-Squad, or they were yeah. tired, or maybe. something. There could be like maybe. a million different things. Yeah. Like I said, that's there's a million other explanations that you could go to before extraterrestrials. I would really have to see something well, amazing I would, before I would jump to extraterrestrials, because there's a million other things that it could be to explain There were radar that. anomalies. There were right. radar anomalies. There's a lot of radar in, anomalies. In, yeah, but in general, radars work. And the guys that use right, them, but in, in, in general, a lot of things work. But still, general, like work, fucked up shit happens. Yeah, but, and you don't know why. There's not does, always a reason. Okay, all right, I'm just saying. Okay, there's I'm not, not always. Like a reason. It, I'm just gonna let Jenny have that one. I'm just saying. I'm there's a, not always. a There's reason. a lot of equipment that I used that I knew that there was a a chance of error, but I knew the errors when I saw them. You know, but I don't know who these pilots were, and I don't know this general. You know. Maybe he, maybe just he bought into it, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to know more about it. That's what I mean. That's why I kind of feel like a lot of I'm these cases... I'm not going to discount the case, though, but on the base. Well, no, I'm not either. I'm just saying that... Because an army, if they want, an army, if they wanted to say we didn't see anything, they would just go in and they would just put out a black propaganda piece saying, oh, no, it was just... They didn't know how to interpret the data. Their, their radar was malfunctioning. Oh, well, then that means they need to replace that radar system. If the radar system malfunctions, then that means you can't trust it in combat. Why is that in service? And then they say, "Oh, well, we're not going to, we're going to change it." Oh, <laughs> I just know the yeah, thinking. Yeah, but you know? well, yeah, but th- see, you could say that too because it's yeah. then like every time that like something comes to a conclusion that you don't like, you can just say, "Oh, well, they're just covering it up." Well, that's what they do. Well, that's what I mean. That's like, and, and I'm not saying that doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm just saying that it's like. If anytime anything happens that the authorities don't like that threatens them, they they say it's not true. It's just that's just what they do. Right, but that doesn't necessarily it goes mean, both ways. It goes both right, ways. but that's why it's so difficult to get to yeah. the bottom of stuff right, yeah. because it's like yeah, there are some motivations for people in power to cover stuff up. You know, and I'm not yeah. saying there's not cover ups because there are, but I'm just saying that that doesn't necessarily make it true that every time they say that it's like, oh, well, it was just like radar anomalies, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's false either. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like you really have to have some kind of like objective uh, evidence about the shit, like what actually it was happened too long without anybody. It was too long ago. This is forgotten and no one's going to go through that shit again. And then the dudes that really know that radar well, that particular radar, uh, are probably dead by now. Because those dudes were in their 40s or 50s back then. Yeah, maybe. And like, it doesn't seem like it, but the early 90s was a very long time ago. was a long time ago. That was when I graduated high school, and that was a very long time ago. (laughs) So, there's no way, there's going to be no way to know. Yeah, so, like I say, it's just like, I'm not discounting that this shit happened, like somebody didn't see some weird shit. Like, maybe they did. I'm just saying, one, it probably wasn't as impressive as 
they reported, which, you know, nothing ever is. Um, but I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like I always fall down on the side of like, what is more likely? I kind of feel like it's always more likely that there was some kind of, uh, you know, technological fault or there was some kind of like, or people misperceived things or something like that. That's always way more likely than positing that extraterrestrials are visiting the earth because that's kind of like a whole other thing that you have to, I mean, that's, that opens up like a whole other can of worms. I'm just going to believe the testimonies what those cops said. Those cops said that they saw that shit. So but see, going, like I said, <laughs> we mentioned, we talked about this earlier. I'm going to fucking say that. Witness yeah. reports yeah. are, and I'm not saying, I'm not shitting on people that like say yeah. that this happened because, yeah. you know, you should believe people their own like, you know, experiences all, to an extent. But you probably most of the time, depending on what it is, you probably get like some backup on that because it's just kind yeah. of like people can be. It goes be, back to the beginning of this. And they're fucking, not always liars. It goes back to the beginning of this fucking show. <clears throat> Statistically, crimes don't happen. Statistically, fucking atrocities don't happen. That's the, the it is normal for atrocities not to happen. Atrocities are unlikely. But people commit atrocities. They do all kinds well, of Well, yeah. And then there's fucking witnesses that see it. And fucking... Sometimes they're not believed, but that did happen. But like I said, that's why you can't go too far in either direction because it's like, you know, just because somebody comes out and says, hey, I was like uh, kept captive by somebody that like ate people. Yeah. Like that sounds crazy, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's not true because that does happen. Yes, it's unlikely, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's impossible or that it doesn't happen. So, like I said, that's why it's always good to kind of have corroborating evidence. Now, you can't just come right out the gate and just necessarily believe everything that people say just on their word. Because, like I said, people can lie. They can be mistaken. They can remember things wrong. There's it's like a, a lot of things that can happen. UFO, but... shit, UFO shit is pretty much always going to be very elusive. There's it not going to be a bunch of corroborated. Well, it's kind of the same thing it's, as we talk about it yeah. with like paranormal cases and ghost cases. It's like, you know, I don't necessarily think all those people are full of crap. I just think that they're interpreting things like maybe in a framework um, that I don't, I'm not really sure how to put this. It doesn't really. But, you know, they have a certain framework of where they're how they're going to interpret certain things that happen. That maybe if I was in the same situation, I would probably not interpret things the same way. That's all I'm going to say. You know what I mean? I guess. Like, I, know, look, I know that a Japanese dude might be flying in a damn cargo plane back in the 70s and see a gigantic fucking spacecraft or he thinks it's a spacecraft. And then it leaves. There's no fucking evidence at all. Right. It's just what he said. Right. It nearly cost him his career just by saying that. You know, but maybe that did happen. We weren't maybe, there. But maybe not. Like, there's yeah. really no way of knowing. Because, like I said, people's experiences are, to an extent, very subjective. I kind of so, have the feeling that uh, just based on fucking... If you're a person that spends a lot of time out outdoors and out in the fucking woods and shit like that, you know, I kind of grew up out there. You're never going to see a bear. Unless you're out in the woods. Bears are here. They're taking a shit on the side of the house. <laughs> okay. 
But you may not believe bears actually exist if you stayed in fucking in the house all the time. I think the aliens are about the same same kind of situation. There's probably a lot. There's going to be lots of life in the galaxy, and some of them travel around, and some of them come by and visit, and then they just move on. And they've known about us for a long time, and there's not going to be any evidence. They're not going to leave any evidence behind. That's just how I think it's going to going to be. So they might come down and look at a plane, and then fucking zoom zoom off. And just some of the reports say that just the way they act is kind of odd, you know, moving in patterns, cross patterns and circle patterns, and then just leaving, like something that a child would do. It's like they're doing donuts on yeah. your lawn. Yeah. Metaphorically. So we we're like, well, why would they do that? Well, they're not human. That's why they did that. You know. It's like, yeah, why are you trying to like impose your right? <laughs> yeah. Your human centric. Like, like, yeah, well, why didn't they do this and that? Because they're not a human being. They may not even. They got bi- their own fucking reasons yeah, for doing. They, they stuff. may not even. We don't be, know what they are. I think they're not biological. It's some. It's some kind of extremely advanced AI, probably a lot of times. Like the monolith, basically, what you're talking about. But reportedly, yeah. shit looks playful that they do. Yeah, maybe they're just fucking with us. Space squirrels. <laughs> Space squirrels. Yeah. I just had like a really funny mental image yeah. of like little squirrels like flying the fucking... Yeah, like little fucking squirrels. <laughs> flying a little fucking spacecraft. Yeah. You know what I mean. All right, so um, are you are you done talking about this topic? Um, you seem like... Wait, is it done? I guess I'm done with my notes. Oh, you're done with the notes. Okay, shit. So that's pretty much a wrap then, I guess. Yeah. You want to talk about it something else? Uh, I'm going to talk about the restroom. Hold on. <laughs> How many times is that? We're going to get something to eat, man. Okay. I didn't realize that the show was over. (laughs) Usually he gets, like, uh, really bored and he's, like, wanting to wander off. Ben says, meteorites and satellites crashing do count for a lot of UFO sightings. Yeah, um... Like I said, I'm just kind of like, I'm not saying that there's not extraterrestrials. I'm not saying that there's not life in the in the galaxy or in the larger, you know, I'm sure that there is. I mean, you know, I'm a statistical person. Statistically, it's very likely that there's probably life elsewhere in the universe. Whether it comes here, um, that's a whole other question. That's two completely different things. So it's like, I'm not really sure. And if all you have is just people saying that they saw this, that, and the other. Like, if you have a bunch of people saying they saw the same thing, like, independently of one another, yeah, that's, you know, that's more evidence in that regard. But you just have one person saying it's like, yeah, you know, I was on a dark road and, like, my car stopped and, like, somebody, like, sucked me up into a spacecraft and, like, you know, probed my butt or whatever. It's just kind of like, I don't know. I think it's much, much more likely that that person is just imagining things or they dreamed something or they're just making stuff up for whatever reason or something like that. I'm always going to like err on the side of what is statistically most likely. You know what I'm saying? Like depending on what it is. But I mean, stuff like paranormal stuff, alien stuff, ghosts, stuff like that that's considerably less likely than other things like crime, which actually does happen quite often. So it's like, I'm going to give that a little bit more leeway, but things like this, I don't know. I'm not saying that people didn't see what they saw. I'm just saying that, do we know what that was? We don't know. There's not like a lot of other, 
Ben says, Earth is like an intergalactic truck stop where different aliens from across the galaxy make pit stops. There's a Mojo Nixon song about it. Oh, my God. I love Mojo Got Nixon. these gays out there trying to fucking check the prostate and shit. Tom needs a prostate yeah, 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 I don't understand that. Joke. Do you really? No. Do you need me to stick your No, it's because I got to take I'm, j- no, I'm fucking here drinking alcohol, bro. <laughs> okay? I'm going to go to the restroom. Um, so, Pookie. Pookie's been having ass problems. She's fucking had her... her Aww. Her, her anal glands got messed up. She's stinking. Got impacted. They got impacted, yeah. Poor little baby. It's okay. So we've been trying to, like, wash her butt, and she is just, like, She's not happy. She's fighting it, yeah. She's, like, not happy about it. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I'm making something to eat after this, huh? What you gonna make? Well, I got a bunch of uh, Spanish rice, that yellow Spanish rice. Okay. I got a bunch of uh, um, carnitas. Okay. And um, I'll make us like a. Remember the bowl? Remember I made like a yeah, Mexican yeah, yeah. bowl? I'll make that. That Once, sounds some, good. That you want two tortillas, three? Two, okay. I guess. Two, well, okay. are they small? Yeah, they're little okay, tortillas. Okay, maybe two three. Or three. Maybe okay. three then. Yeah, we'll do that. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, go ahead and shut it down, Jim. All right. So, as I mentioned, uh, Friday, we're probably, probably definitely not going to do a, a sidetrack show on Friday because I have to work all that day. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to say nowadays. And I'm going to go to my brother's house after that. So I'm going to be in Daytona like all night. But I kind of feel like we'll probably do it Saturday at some point. So I'll announce it like whenever we decide to do it on Saturday. I don't know what we're going to be doing on Saturday, but we'll do a sidetrack show on Saturday instead of Friday. So hopefully you oh, guys Oh, Mike Bird all... sent, sent us $20. Thank you, man. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Did you get, is it a super chat or is it something uh, like that? Because I'm kind of behind. What is that? Let me see. Oh, that's like, um, is that Cash App? Or I think it must be a, Cash App. Or it's like, I can't really see Or it might just be on Facebook. I'll figure yeah, it out. Okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much anyway. So yeah, so um, probably be Saturday that we'll see you guys again. We'll try to do a sidetrack show on Saturday. So thanks everybody for dropping by, talking about aliens this evening. And we will see you guys again this weekend. Good night.